We recorded this episode a few weeks ago before the horrific attacks in Israel. So while we were jokingly talking about why America is so great, let's just take a moment to reflect as to how good we really do have things in this country and appreciate the things we do have rather than complain about the things we don't have. Uh, with that said, uh, prayers to Israel, prayers to Palestine, and prayers for peace. This is Tapping In, Episode 75. God bless America. Here we go. Here hey, we man. go. Back on the radio. I'm back. We're back. Roy back. is back from a fantastic trip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't, I didn't ask you about it before we no, started. You no, you didn't. Saving it for right now. Well, what do you think it was? I mean, like, have you ever been there to England? No, I've never been to Europe. Oh, so, okay. This is my first time in Europe, too. Okay. So it's like I have a load of impressions. There were no Nazis running around, so you were like, holy Dude, I ain't, shit. I, I'm not going across the channel to even <laughs> test that theory. I want nothing to do with it. You're I like, mean, Big Ben, I've gone far <laughs> enough. This is, a, this is where I call it. <laughs> you ain't seeing my ass over there. Nope. And it's like, the funniest thing is like you get on the plane and there's a whole bunch of Hasids. And I'm like, oh my God, we got to work on our marketing. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a good luck. I mean, no. okay. <laughs> and then they start complaining to the stewardess. I'm like, boys, you gotta calm down. It's so cloudy <laughs> out my side my window. I've it's got no it's... view. Can you do something about this? And they always come in late, like they're the last people on the plane. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize there was like, I knew there was like Spanish time. I didn't know there was like Jew Jew time. Yeah, no, that that's. I don't know if that's their thing. I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't want to speak for them, but it's just not a good look. Interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Very And then my wife starts having a conversation with these uh, two German dudes, and it's uh, I'm hearing that language, and I'm just cringing. Yeah. Right away, you were terrified. <laughs> you were like, terrified. I'm like, you say one wrong word, dude. <laughs> You're like, this didn't go well last time. <laughs> that's fantastic. Let me fix my radio. I think my volume's a little low. A little low. Good? Better? Yeah, I'm looking at... There we go. I'm looking at it. I mean, the flight is really long. It's like seven and a half hours, and it's like you got to be there three hours before, too. So it's like our flight it just... I don't know, man. Just What's the time l- difference? It's five hours or six hours. Five or six hours. I don't know what it is. Oh, gee. But it's just... We landed at like 8.30 in the morning from 6 o'clock at night flight, and of course, the hotel wasn't didn't have our room ready. So it's like... I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it, because... Because England boring. is amazing and okay. it's boring as fuck, but uh, it's boring. No, no, no. It's boring to hear me complain. I don't want to oh. complain. England is wonderful. In fact, those guys from um, the other podcast, the British one. Uh, oh yeah, better than ever. They were like, "What do you think of our country?" And it's like, you know, there are a few things I could jump on, but for God's sakes, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like you drive in, it's like they're speaking differently. The buildings are really, really nice. Yeah. There's no graffiti. London is just a beautiful fucking city. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, I would highly recommend going there. It's like the food is good, but I will say. Really? Uh, yeah, dude, there's no like this um, sort of mushy crap any longer. They have some serious chefs there. You were in London, correct? I was London, London, okay. yeah. I've and heard like, you go to like other parts. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the like, thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. They're big, big multi-culti over there. Holy yeah. shit. They have huge Muslim population, huge Hindu did population. You, I was going to say, did you get some Chinese. Indian food? I didn't have Indian food, but they had this food court and it was like amazing, like Vietnamese food and, and uh, halal shawarma and stuff like that, Listen, which I totally I, dig. Here's my question. If we, Go, if we went over there okay. and did a joint episode yes. 
with our guys over there. Yeah, Chris and Jason. Good yeah, guys. if we the great guys, if we went over there, right, right, would that technically be a tax write off? <laughs> yes, it would be. If you it's have business, a, if you have an LLC business attached to this, as your accountant, I'm giving. Well, I do have an LLC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the podcast is an extension of that's exactly the it. school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would. Ah, here we go. That's how it starts, baby. <laughs> the wheels are turning, baby. The wheels in the sky keep on turning. <laughs> Don't know where well, I'll be tomorrow. Well, I love that song. Girl's journey. <laughs> little journey, baby. But yeah, the, the people are really, really, they're a little restrained, man. It's like, and nobody's saying thank you or please, which really fucking bugs me. Interesting. Yeah, like I open the door and it's like, people just keep walking into Harrods and I'm like, yeah, come on. Keep going, keep going. And they love American accents. Like a bunch of people asked me to like just speak American. I was going to say, do you think it's because like they knew you were American? They're like, fuck off. No, no, dude. It's the exact opposite. People over there really dig America. Really? Like they all want to be here. Everyone, and like I said, I'm not busting the country. It's great, yada, yada. But America's the shit. Yeah. And that's what tonight's episode about. America, baby. America, baby, let's go. Number 75, America. That's America. what we're talking about. And it made Fuck me yeah. like, yeah, and I don't mean to be cocky about it, but we are the top of the food chain. Oh, we <laughs> the best. <laughs> the best. It's back, huge. Back-to-back World <laughs> War champions. <laughs> don't know how we're going to do the third one. All right, so here's a couple of the negative things about it, and maybe you boys can like fix I really want to go. There. I really want to go. I want to visit. I, look. I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> great thing yeah great show but they really like americans it, like everyone i spoke to like uh oh you're from america where are you from i go new york new jersey great i always wanted to visit cool come on over oh i can't afford it okay now that's a real deal thing over there yeah a lot of people don't have the money because they're like all right fifty dollars in food bill you go to a restaurant fifty dollars mm-hmm. you and steph go there or 50 pounds whatever they call it 50 pounds is like almost 80 90 bucks and it gets worse. I'll tell you why. They have something called a VAT, value-added tax, 20% right off the bat. Then you get hit with a service charge because there's no tipping over there's there. There's no tipping. No tipping. So in other words, your meal of 50 bucks, it now has an additional 30% on top of it. So that's 32%. an additional $15. Yeah. So another additional 15 pounds. Yeah. So you're now looking at $65. So that 65, additional 70 15 bucks. pounds is really close to another 30 bucks. That's exactly it. That's exactly You're looking right. at about 110, 120 bucks for that right. $50 meal. So I, I get it. And listen, they have a national health care, th- national health service, whatever it is over there. Uh, but I don't know. It's tough to like save up your shekels over there. That's the sense that I got. It, it's funny you bring this up because I'm okay. taking this whole week, uh, these past three days, I was doing a course for work. Okay. <sighs> Just thinking about it, I got bored because it's about trains. <laughs> But it was have with, you had it with trains already? <laughs> exactly. I mean, part of it was exciting, okay. and then once it started getting into like you know, the millimeters of the wheelbase right. and the interior <laughs> flange and exterior flange, and the one guy was getting like the one guy I was like very just hearing about it. Well, the one guy was like, and, and you know the uh, the surface area. Well, here's an exciting part. Uh, if you look at the exterior surface area of the running wheel, you will find that. While most need three, <laughs> kill me, kill me. I was, I'm like, I'm going to get fired. 
And then like all the like all my bosses are there, so I'm like, this is I'm not here. I, I slipped up. Well, at what's one point. your move to like stay awake? Because I used to literally be in class, just like slapping oh, my shit. cheek or Let something like something. that, like hitting my head. This was the first time I was in like. First of all, it was at Rutgers. Okay. Uh, it was in the like lecture, a lecture room. Lecture okay, hall. Got it. Dude, I sat in the back in the corner. <laughs> oh, you just whipped out my phone, baby. Right. I was like, let's go. I had my little notepad. I was like, oh, wow, three millimeters and hit me. <laughs> I was like, I would have never survived. Now, what was this for? Just like it's the uh, catch up the trainers the, on things or something? U, I can't remember if it's the UTIP or the UITP, okay. but. It's an international-based company, and they come through and they talk about all types of railroads oh, and infrastructures. Okay. And the one guy was from Budapest, and one guy was from England, and wow. one lady was from um, I can't remember where she Istanbul. Okay, and they're telling us about you know European rails. And yeah, 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 they're yeah. doing. But the British guy was so funny because he's telling us about England. He's so curious about our American way. That's the thing, man. You know things like you know why do you guys still use diesel? Right. <laughs> and you know I'm like, dude, I'm like, because our fucking politicians are getting paid, homie. We but, got our problems. No two ways about it. Do. And England just looks beautiful now. The way they're building it, like when you go down the down the road. They have this sort of like Mary Poppins kind of architecture. Like, you ever see the movie Mary Poppins? Mm, of course. That's sort of like 1890s, 2000, yeah, whatever. Yeah, little, little chimney suite type that's shit. That's exactly it. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And they're just building it up beautifully. So, I mean, there's money there. Well, he was he, he referenced about that. He was talking about how, I forget what he was talking about. Something about pounds. And we were like, okay, well, what's the average cost of living right. there? Oh, he was talking about how much their engineers make over there. Okay. Uh, the average household income is about 60,000 pounds. Okay. But he was saying how, you know, engineers over there can make around 90 to 100,000 pounds. And I'm doing the math. I'm like, dude, you mean you got engineers making like 200 grand? He goes, dude. then he goes this, he goes, but he goes, I live, you know, in a small village, you know, out of the center town, right. up in the hills. He's like, I can survive off. 80,000 pounds a year. Right. He's like, I'm not surviving in London. He's like, in yeah. London, I'm struggling. Yeah. It, it, he it's, said it's the equivalent to like expensive. living in New York City. It really, really is. And yeah. here's here's a couple of unfortunate things that they're doing now. They have a, everywhere over there is cameras. So like if you it's drive- It's happening here too. Yeah, but if you, it's not like there, man. I'm serious. You drive into London, they hit you $1.50 on your license plate just to drive into London. It's called like ULEV or something like that. It's all for climate change. Hmm. Which, which is a big thing over there for some odd reason. Oh, I heard all about it. They're f they're really the, fucking these, freaky deaky about yeah, that whole the thing. The train guys were talking about it nonstop. The other thing is that like their toilets don't have water in it. Like there's very little water in the toilet. <laughs> well, when I'm done. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, my man. So it's like you leave a whole lot of debris on the. Uh, <laughs> well, like shit debris. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. And you're hitting the. I'm hitting like the goddamn like flusher. At least four or five times every time I'm uh, going number. Uh, yeah, they're very green over there. They're they very really, big really on are. the green. And, and I don't get it. Yeah. That was part of the thing we were talking about here about the infrastructure with rail systems and how they uh -huh. implemented things over there in Europe. Mm -hmm. And he started, the one guy was talking about how things that they did over there. Right. And I'm a very read between the lines guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, I see what you did. You guys got rid of all the poor stops. Oh, is that the move? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they incentivize people like, how do you get people onto the train? We well, got to make okay. the train something they want to do. It's got to be comfy. He goes, you know what you can't do in your car? Can't read the newspaper. Can't scroll on your phone. Right. You can do that on a train. You can nap on a train. Yeah. And we'll get you there. He goes, problem is people don't want to stop 19 times. Oh, is that the deal? People don't want to take an hour and yeah. 40 minutes to yeah, get yeah, to New yeah, York. Yeah. But if we only make five stops, 
And we and get you from Trenton to New York in an hour. Oh, people will jump like, all over now that. Now people want to do it. Yeah. He goes, so how do you eliminate? They goes, well, you go for central, you make central hubs, centralized hubs. Right. And I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I thought you guys had express trains though. We do, but it's very different. Okay. So for example, you'd have to catch those trains at certain times. Right. And there's no guarantee that you're going to catch one coming back. Oh, okay. And when express trains are only at a certain time and a certain amount, they become very crowded. But if you only ran express trains. Oh, yeah. You figure it out. I was like, yeah, I see what you're doing. The big word that stuck with me during this uh, trip was privatization and automation. I like I was that. Like, hmm. I'm big on privatization. Yeah, but when I heard that, I was like, yep. And they're the exact opposite of it. The railroad there. is union. Well, they also said like some of the things that went south when they went private. Okay. You know, like the first thing they did was start firing people. Yeah, exactly. He says the problem with that is when the shit hit the fan, there were you mistakes. You can't find people. They were like, uh, does anyone here know about trains? <laughs> right, like, exactly. Nope, he got rid of them all. <laughs> so things of that nature. But And then you know people were complaining about the prejudices of you know they eliminated all these stops. And now if right, you live in these right. like little small cities, you got to take the shitty subway. But the mm. big cities get the hubs. And it's like, yeah, because the big cities pay the money for it. That's exactly it. I was like, I get it. Makes sense. They have one other thing that like really kind of stuck out to me where they're like soaking people for the money. If you, have you ever dropped off somebody at the airport? Of course. Okay. Try doing that in London at Heathrow. They hit you for $5. Really? Yeah. You just drive into the drop-off area. Your your license plate is on uh, camera. They shoot you a bill. I mean, that's kind of genius. It, that's what I'm saying. Because I was talking to the cab driver. He's like, I yeah, I make like five or six drop-offs during a, uh, a shift. He's getting hit like 40 bucks. But I mean, he makes that back because he's probably charging just for... Maybe. Like that $5 probably know. already being put in there. I don't know. I just don't know. But there are a lot of great things about England that I really, really dug. A lot of interesting things about them. Like, like I said, a lot of their commercials are Americanized too. Like you see the same commercials in America, but with a British accent. Interesting. It's really interesting. Well, our, it's funny because our culture is spreading. Oh, completely. So uh, the one gentleman was showing us a train. This is so boring. I'm talking about trains, but we're talking about American <laughs> culture. <laughs> He was showing a uh, a hotel in, I believe it was somewhere in Germany. It was a okay. small town. And he's like, well, he was saying how in Germany. Uh, we are the, waiting for you. Yeah, well, listen right, come on over. Yeah, you're not going to go visit that place. <laughs> but he was saying how in Germany up until recently, for religious purposes, no businesses could be open on Sunday. Everything was closed okay. on Sunday. Except right. if they were in a train station. Is that so? So he said train stations became the place to be. And if you ran for a bit, Not for religious purposes. Not for just, religious purposes. Just like because, getting together purposes. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he goes, that, and if you own a business. That makes a lot of sense. The train station was the place to open a business. Right. He says, because they took that from aviation, where airports make more money off the stores in the airport than right. off the actual flights that leaving makes sense. the airport. So then he showed us one of the train stations there. He's like, as you can see, this is very almost American architecture where you have the parking deck above the train station, right. followed by a shopping mall directly across from the train station. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh, so commerce is American. Got it. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. <laughs> How can we get everybody here to <laughs> make a lot what, of money? That's what it is, man. I was like, God, I, mean, I, I get was like, it. I, I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Like it's an interesting mix over there, and I and I always sit there and they say like, well, our healthcare service is this and that, and I'm like, where do you think all of the healthcare patents are coming from? America, America. So that, that's uh, 
anyway, so there's a whole lot of things uh, like back and forth on this. Like we went to Harrods. Harrods is beautiful, but it's like so expensive. Even like I was blown away by it. Like, it, like you walk down a hallway and on the left-hand side is like little little uh, offices and each have a different designer. Versace, uh, uh, any of a number of places. Ralph Lauren. Any of number of Yeah, and, and he's just like, this is really beautiful. And like, I really like that coat. How much? 2700 bucks. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of money going in there. And it seems like a whole lot of oil money. So, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> coming right over. That, that mall was like on steroids. The, just incredible what they were got going on there. But I don't know. But I tell you this, it felt good to get home. Always. And it, it's long fucking flight. You know? I don't care how good your trip is. When you get home, it's like, missed it you. Real, and like my bed feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just. Sometimes even like the way know. your house smells, you're like. Oh, yeah. You're like, this house smells nice. Like I noticed that when I come home, I tell yeah. something like, house smells good. She's yeah. like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, when you're not here for a couple of days, you realize like, home. Oh, yeah. That's what it is, man. And it's like some people you walk into their house and you're just like, God, it stinks in here. Yeah. But. My house smells good. House smells good. House smells good. So let's talk Gordon. In uh, Oh, man. Talk about like underlining your greatness. Well, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Myself, as well as a couple other people, were fortunate enough to know he was going to predict an arm bar probably a week before. Okay. Yeah, he told us. He was showing us like the little thing he was making. Okay. And he goes, ah, predicting submissions is a lot of work. <laughs> he was like <laughs> showing us his like arts and crafts and all this stuff. And, um, you know, how he was going to use the proper number 12 because there's a proper way to do yeah, an arm bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even told him, I was like, that proper number 12 isn't by mistake. And he's like, nope. I was like, smart man. Uh, you know, because then it gets shared by someone who has five. Absolutely agree. Five. But and he also tied it in with the fact that he's releasing on BJJ Fanatics oh, live now. Yeah, and an armbar uh, DVD. My God, but the kids playing it right. But now let's let's the business aspect. Let's take that out of here. Let's talk about the fact that he's even able to do that. Oh fuck! Okay. Uh, I told him Crazy. I, was like, I was like, dude, nothing against Patrick Gaudio. Mm-hmm. He's way better at jujitsu than me. Hundred percent better than me. Right. I told Gordon, I was like, dude, you're so good that literally I probably could have given you the same match. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Like you held it. I don't think people realize how hard that is to do. Absolutely. He's going up against the best of the best, and he's just holding them there. Yeah. For 15 minutes. And it, the, the other thing that cracks me up is that he's taking on pretty much all comers at this point. Yeah. Whoever wants it. Like, whoever wants it. Like I remember when Jacob Couch was a uh, a whole big thing. You know, bright up upcoming thing, and Gordon just fucking manhandled. Welcome him. to the big leagues, kid. Yeah, pressured the guy, and just you know, now he's calling out Hulk. Uh, doesn't Hulk weigh a whole lot less though? Not really. I mean, Gordon's popping in about two twenty five, two thirty. Isn't Hulk like about one eighty five, two hundred? No, I think he's probably right up there. Is he the bigger? Two. Is he? Yeah. Hulk did. Uh, I'm pretty sure Hulk competed at ninety nine kilos. Okay, so know. he's up there. He's over two hundred. All right, I don't know. I see Gordon wrecking him. I, I mean, I, that, that's not, it's an obvious statement, but who's going to give? Who's him, gonna give I him really a match? don't know who's going to give him a tough match. Does he ever? Does he ever talk to you about uh, how he how he uh, plays around with uh, Marigali? Like, is there anything there? Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you winking at Next me? Next question. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> 
listen, maybe it's tough. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Even Big Dan. I'm sure Big Dan is learning some serious shit out in Texas, and he's going to be a beast in another couple of years, too. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Big Dan, uh, the thing with Ban- with Dan is when it really gets, you know, when the spotlight's on, he's got to fucking turn it on. Exactly. He's winning all these ADCC Opens, and then he makes a tactical error in the trials, in European trials, and he takes second. Okay. It's like, you got to put it on when the lights are on. I mean, you know, who am I to say that? You know, I've never competed, but from mm-hmm. the outside looking in, that's really all that's missing in his game. Uh, I'm very excited to see Marigali again at ADCC. I'm very excited to see Luke Griffiths. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he He's is from going South to be, Africa, or where's he from? Yeah, South Africa. Okay, okay. I think he's going to be a problem. But he's trained down in Austin with all those guys. Okay. He is big. Is he a big kid? I don't know. So, Big Dan's huge. Yeah, right? well, we met Dan. Big Dan is huge. I refed uh, Luke Griffith's match against... Uh, 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 Monstro, Monstro. Okay, and he's big. Like how big is big? He's about six 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 seven. Oh, he's that tall. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, and he's he's solid. Yeah, solid. Like where Big Dan, I would put him on like an O line in the NFL. <laughs> right, right, right. He's definitely you know a, a Luke left. is more of a wide receiver. Luke is like a stud tight end. Like oh oh a tight end. Yeah. Okay. He is just solid. He's muscle. He's defined. It's like, oh wow, good deal, man. Yeah. All right. He, he's he's. I'm his. I'm very impressed by the way he's built. Then you add in his technique, right, and yeah. his tactics, and who he's training with, and I'm excited to see what this young man does at ADCC. How old is he? This next go, like twenty that old, twenty three. So, yeah, probably something around that. His younger sister's also a phenom. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited. That's awesome, man. I you mean, got Helena come, like, oh, man. I'm like riding like new waves, like like jock right now. Roster. But my God, <laughs> you're looking up their roster. They it's are pretty amazing. Stacked, yeah. They are stacked. But what are you gonna do? It's become the mecca. I mean, let's face it. If you want to do great, you go out to uh, to Austin now. You want to be a comedian? Go to Austin. You want to do jujitsu? You go to Austin, Texas. <laughs> That's where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Now. Would you say that there is something? I mean, there's always something coming out of Brazil, obviously. Mm-hmm. But are they making the the move to Austin, or are they they think they got the uh, the training that can uh, you know compete these days? Well, I mean, you got uh, uh, you know you got uh, Baby Shark, right. you got Mika Galvao. They're all in the same camp. You got Gabriel, not Gabriel Sosa. But isn't Mika in America? Is he? I thought he was still over there in Brazil. I didn't know. I thought he was in America. Because, uh-huh. I, I mean, Atos is uh, American. Atos is, but I thought Mika was still over there with... Uh, with uh... No, I think you're right. I think he's with Atos now. Yeah. I got to double check. I got to keep track of all this. People are probably like, like you dumb fuck. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I had a long day. I don't know where Mika's training out of. All right. So before we get into the subject, though, I am curious... Like I know what I did for the past week, you uh, you were watching your kid do pretty well. He's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. You know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of holes in his game. Yeah, I know. But that, I will but he's say this: five, six years old, but he's you seven. Could, you could begin to see the uh, <laughs> the mechanics coming together. Yeah, it's coming together. That's a great feeling. It's very interesting because what he's good at is not something I really taught him. He just kind of figured it out. And I just oh, really? A little, yeah, like I worked with him with like his wrestling. And guillotines and like taking the back. But where he's really starting to excel is his guard passing. 
Oh wow. This kid smashing passes. I'm like, where Well what the reason I asked the reason I say genetics. Okay. Well, of course. <laughs> but the reason I ask is because as a coach, when do you begin seeing that uh, that breakthrough moments? Now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can see it when they're young. That's crazy. You can you get little glimpses of it. We're like, okay, yeah. this one might be a little different. Um, and for me, I feel like that's always been one of my best assets as okay. a head instructor and as a coach. You know, I knew when Gordon was going to be different. Like right away, I was like, this kid's different. Really? Uh, yeah. Because he was could, tall and thin. Yeah, but there was something different about him. Okay. You know, you could see it when they trained live. And I knew that they were kids that were giving him a hard time when he started, but I knew, like, this isn't going to be for long. <laughs> right. Like, this isn't, enjoy it. Your time's limited. Uh, even with me, like, I knew I was like, he's going to surpass me very soon. He's not like everyone else. Now, am I saying that there's, like, five-year-olds that are like Gordon? No. Like, Gordon's Gordon. Yeah. And, you know, you see, I see a lot of kids in competition that are very special. That's um, what I was getting at. Because you said you were seeing it and you almost felt bad because some kids are just so much quantum leap better. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a kid out of um, California. Uh, I want out of AOJ. He's probably like, like eight, nine years old. Right. Absolute stud. Um, there is a kid. Uh, You're talking about the Miami uh, squad. Yeah, the Alpha Grappling Miami, they got some studs. First of all, uh, Carlos Sainz, I'm probably ruining his last name, Sain Sainz. Uh, he's got six kids. They're all absolutely killers. He's got a 16-year-old son who's coming in with a lot of hype into trials, who's wow. you know, competed and placed as an adult at these you know ADCC Opens. He's got like an eight-year-old son who's an absolute animal. Wow. And you can see like, all right, he's good, but it's not like he's just good like other kids are good. It's like, there's good coaching there. Right. There's good right. tactics there. But most importantly, there's a fire there. Okay. It's like that kid. You were saying that they're just like yeah. drilling, 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 drilling. Well, yeah. I mean, they you know, they were drilling like a thousand arm bars. But it's something in the eyes. You can just see it. Yeah. Where if they win, it was expected. And if they lose, it doesn't break them. But you can you tell it's them. like, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm so pissed I lost. It's like, damn it. Like, I wasn't perfect. Where did I mess up? What was my right. mistake? What didn't I do? There's a lot of special kids out there right now. Without a doubt. You know? So that's why when I see my son do little things, like passing the guard <laughs> well, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you know? And like, like, it's funny. Like, when we were done tonight, I looked at Steph and she was like, oh my God, he looked really good out there. Uh -huh. And I leaned in, I was like, his guard passing is getting fucking good. That's fantastic. Like, I'm like, it's almost at the point where now when I watch him, I expect him to pass the guard. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, he's going to pass that. And now it's getting to the point where when he gets swept, he throws his hips over so fast where I'm like, he's going to create a scramble. I almost want him to get swept because he does such a good job of not going to his back. He immediately tries to turn up and wrestle up. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you might sweep him, but he's going to use that momentum to technical lift out and then wrestle up. Right. And this has I, nothing to do with him being your kid. This is just, you're just objectively seeing just a skill set. Yeah, I'm just watching him. And I'm right. like, and he's, it's not like he's like a seven-year-old who's like, I want to train jiu-jitsu. He's just a seven-year-old kid who's like, I, you know, I guess I do this because dad does it. And he's right. just learning things without realizing he's learning it. You know, he's been watching live rounds since he was 18 months old. Right. So he just does little things that he just knows to do it. That's beautiful. He doesn't do the things I want him to do, but he does little things. I'm like, interesting. And then the last round he did today, 
Uh, I didn't coach him. I had uh, Steve coach him because I, I want him to get used to hearing other voices. Damn, you did well. Steve taught a nice class tonight. He's, he's, he's fantastic. He could be a he's, great teacher. He's closing in on that brown belt, baby. Easily. He's Easily. there. He's there. Sharp it's just a matter dude. of time. Sharp dude. We'll probably be holding promotions soon. Love it. Love Got it. some new brown belts. So, my friend, like I said, let's talk America. America. America I love oh, you. beautiful. America. <laughs> want to take your panties off. <laughs> grab your balls. Turn to the left and cough. You're clear. You're clear. Nothing in here. America. Jesus, we got to edit that part out. What the fuck? No way, fuck that's was the best. That? <laughs> Turn your head and cough. What the fuck? Jesus. Yeah, well. All right, here's the deal. I've lived on the East Coast, I've lived on the West Coast, I've traveled in all these directions, and I'm not trying to be jingoistic, but I do think the U.S. is special. And since it's the 75th episode Of course here, it's special. Okay. And it's like nowhere else. Okay. okay. So I wrote down like about a bunch of things that I think is kind of cool. And I just, I wanted to get your opinion on this too, because as far as I'm concerned, it, it is not being like prideful about it. it it's just kind of cool. Hold on. Go back. But what's wrong with being prideful? Okay. Everywhere else you're allowed to be proud where you're from. Yeah. Everywhere else you're like, you know, you know, you're you're Chinese, you're Vietnamese, right. you're Italian, but no one says I'm American. Be American. Well, what be I'm getting proud at to is be, this. be proud to be American. America's different because it's based on an idea. We're not Ooh. based on an ethnicity. No, you're right. You're right. You it's know, a beautiful idea. You gotta buy into the idea of self-reliance, capitalism, working hard, uh uh, liberty and freedom the for American all. dream the American dream everything everything and anything is possible and you can be born poor and become a billionaire so I think the problem is that you got about 50% of the country that just is not getting that message well they don't want that message anymore because too many people that didn't get the American dream because they uh -huh. didn't work for it are convincing other people that it's a sham and those people shouldn't have everything they have shut the fuck up right that's the whole thing. You weren't jealous of Jeff Bezos when he was in his garage. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You That's weren't exactly mad at him yeah. then. You didn't hate him then. Right. As a matter of fact, when he probably started to make money, you cheered for him. Howard, like, look at this guy living his dream. Then he made too much money. That's the thing. Now you don't like but him. But I don't, I don't know if there's a, I think a lot, I think there's a lot of people in the country that still respect that whole chase and the dream thing. And, a lot. And it really kind of sunk in when I was overseas because I don't get that sense over there. I don't get that drive sense of, of things. And it's just even as stupid as like, why does it take so long for my fucking food to get to the table? Oh, yeah, that's that's everywhere. And in America... We, 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 it's not even just America too, dude. Like, we're on the East Coast. Yeah. We're in the tri-state area. Even compared to other parts of America, we're faster. That's true. Like, but go to a restaurant in, like, Mississippi. How <laughs> <laughs> the fool to be right out. It's you know, that kind of thing. Out. But it's like in England, it's like, I got a Coke, and it's like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And this is happening like at every restaurant. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude, we waited for 30 minutes one time for drinks in Costa Rica. That, yeah. So, and then they dropped off like, pura vida. I'm like, pura bullshit. Bring me my fucking <laughs> Give me drink. my fucking food, please. Now, why is that? Is it 
just they don't. I, well, I think I think first of all, living in like a tropical island type right, area that. that affects things right away. Right. It's like we're just chill, dude. Like we're we're living on the beach. We're not rushing. It is right. what it is. But I think with European, it's just it's just a different culture where, especially like you go to a restaurant, it, it's not tip based. That's what it. That's why so I kind of came to the there's conclusion no of urgency. Like I know that I can make more money than Peter if I get my drinks out faster, keep right. the drinks refilled, keep a smile, tell a little story, because I'm dependent on my service to get me paid. And you so I'm realize paid that regardless, it's you like, realize that you like, say it's when it there here. is a path to do better, but I don't sense I don't sense that they get that over there. So anyway, uh, number one cool thing, and I wrote down these ideas just haphazardly. We're big on open spaces here. Our highways are fucking large and just the oh, size yeah. of things. I mean, it, it's just a really cool thing unless you see it overseas. How the roads are just really tight here. Everything uh, is big. Well, I, listen, again, my, my experience is limited to, you know, going to Costa Rica as far as like being out of the country. But you were in Puerto was. Rico. I mean, well, uh, it's and congested. Like that, it's, it, it's scary. Yeah. Like you're making a turn on a mountain. I'm like, we're going off the cliff. <laughs> Like, there's no room for both of us. Who's backing right. up and how? Uh, so I just accept death. I'm like, this is where I die on a mountaintop in Puerto Rico. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> but. Uh, so Americans think big, though. That's that's the first. Everything's thing. bigger. And then, yeah. you know, you go to Texas and it's even bigger over there, baby. Exactly, man. When we, I was... We're, we're a, I don't want to say gluttonous, but definitely we want more. Yeah, that's what it is. We want more and we're allowed to get more. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And that's what makes it great. We can get it. We're allowed to go get it. That's what I'm saying. And that's the thing with America. It's like, if you don't like the way you're born, you don't like the way you have things, change it. Yeah. You can change it for your entire, not just for yourself, your entire family forever. Exactly. You can change it forever. Look at the Mayweathers, right? This guy mm -hmm. just became, you know, the dad and the uncle were good boxers. Then they made one who was great. That family's rich forever. There'll for be another the generation. Days. Absolutely. You know, you find your little heir, you find your path. You know, you have a family like the uh, the Matthews family, mm -hmm. who has had three generations in the NFLs. You know, five Pro Clay Bowlers. And, yeah, yeah. You got Clay, Jake Jr., Jake mm -hmm. Sr., Clay Sr. It, you know, it's a bunch of them. You can really change your fortune, America. You can be Fifty Cent getting shot nine times outside of your house for you know dealing coke. And now you're, you know, closing in on and a he, billion dollars. He's an interesting point because he he grew up amongst that whole attitude of I'm never going to make it in life. I'm never going to go to college. I'm going to get shot probably and this and that. And now he realizes the way it can be done. Incorrect. Okay. He did not grow up with that mindset. Matter of fact, the name of his first album was Get Rich or, or Die, Die Trying. Trying. Yeah. It's a different mindset. That's my point. His mindset was I'm going to make it one way or another. You might not like how I make it, okay. but I'm going to make it. But he, I guess you get a, he was a, amongst people that said you're never going to make it. Oh, 100%. But he didn't buy into it. Yeah. So he, he found Jay-Z in that sense. Jay-Z. I mean, Jay-Z is another little story. <laughs> I don't buy all of Jay-Z's You know more bullshit. of the hip-hop stuff than I, I don't do. buy all of Jay-Z's bullshit, to be honest with you. He's a great lyricist, but Jay-Z was, I don't think he was as big into the game as he says he was. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's I know, what was he, from Brooklyn or something like that, or Bronx? He originally is from Trenton. Seriously? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All righty. Next thing. America's based, like I said, on the idea of freedom. Freedom, but I won't let you it, down. It's freedom from government, freedom from taxes, freedom from lawyers, and unfortunately, we're getting away from that. 
I'm seeing the whole shit and thing with they're doing to Trump now, and it just well, that's but that's the way it has always been historically with democracy. Right, it's created to get away from that, and then as you start creating a structure, Mm -hmm. power gets divvied out. Then the people who get the power become addicted to the power, and they find a way to keep that power. And then in order to keep that power, they have to take more power away from the people. And then before you know it, you've become what you were trying to avoid. That's exactly it. They, the whole purpose of writing the Constitution was to get away from this whole big yes. thing. The whole purpose of federalism, in other words, each state has its own way of doing things, is to get away from this big fucking yeah. government. And now we're 33 fucking trillion dollars, pardon my language, $33 trillion in debt, and it, it's pretty unbelievable. But we're still able to give Ukraine, well, I think I saw something that is like, like $24 million a day yeah. since, it might even be more than that, but I think it was like, it was like, like I got to look it up, but it's like when you look up how much we've given Ukraine, it's like since like whatever date of April right. of last year, it's like, it's like several million dollars a day. Yeah. And then you got a guy like uh, Matt Gates today who thankfully got rid of uh, Kevin McCarthy because he saw the guy just buying into that program yep. and saying, listen, no, no, we're 33 trillion dead here. We have to start cutting back somehow. Mm-hmm. And then you have Florida coming up again, mm-hmm. showing us how it should be done. Absolutely. Saw what passed yesterday, right? You love your Ronnie Day. I do. <laughs> you know what I do? I love what he's doing. Like, I like how everyone talks all this shit. Like, if somebody touched my kid, I'd kill him. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? You're right. We'll kill him, too. Passing it into law. <laughs> exactly. So now, if you get arrested for kitty touching and sexually assaulting a child, death penalty. I love it. Hey, everyone says those people need therapy. I say we give them electric therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. And I'll, I'll take it a step further, Roy. Big guy. Go. So Especially time. in that case. Okay. You know, because there's degrees of murder. There's yes. degree. I think when it comes to sexually assaulting children or sexual assault in general, yeah. I don't think there's really degrees. I think you're a fucking piece of shit. You just got to put them away right off the bat. Listen, if a dog bites a kid, they're like, ah, you got to put the dog put down. down. Not only should we put them down. Not only should we put them down. <laughs> okay. Bring back public execution. Big statement. There. Bring it back. What's your go-to uh, execution? Like hanging? Oh, God, talking <laughs> like <laughs> shooting? What are we talking? <laughs> so I mean, people always talk about like it's got to be humane. Yeah, but here's the thing: their crime wasn't humane. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you got some, yeah. and, and and people think about. Let me tell you something. A good friend of mine from work, mm-hmm. before he started working uh, with you know the company on the trains, yeah, he worked for the prosecutor's office for. Uh, 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 sexual misconduct, like okay. pedophiles, okay. people who are arrested for molesting kids. Got it. And that was what he did. He'd have to sit down with them. And he's like, yeah, he goes, some of the things that you would hear, he's like, you know, I'd come home and, you know, I wouldn't be able to talk to my wife. And she's like, oh, you're not open. He goes, well, I just had to hear about how a step grandfather raped his two year old step granddaughter. <sighs> he's like, my day was not that great. Wow. Now people hear that and they're like, oh my God. It's like, no, no, that's what's Shit out there. It goes this world. down. Exactly. So when you say, oh, that person deserves a humane, no, they don't. They don't deserve a shot that relaxes them, a shot that slows. No, they deserve brutal fucking pain. They deserve castration. That, if you want to numb them before you chop off their balls, go for it. I think that's actually ideal. Put them to sleep, and then when they wake up, they have no dick and balls. I think that's how they should wake up. That's a nightmare that they can't escape. Do that. Then I think the execution should be public. 
And I think everyone should see that. And I think you should be able to tell your children, hey. I watch so-and-so get off. If somebody ever touches you, that's what we do. And if you ever think about touching someone, you'll be there. Yeah. And it should be, I, I would go back to the hanging. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, or go back to the guillotine. I don't like the guillotine. Oh, I do. And like make it like a slow pull. <laughs> just like. And, and he's he, just sitting there like, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm sick. Yep. And then it's like. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then the child, the crowd's just like. Yeah. <laughs> America! It's like the giants against Dallas. Yeah, and I get—I'll tell you what—I bet you China and Russia would start reevaluating shit. They'd be like, "They, we might want to chill yeah. the fuck out." They're going they're crazy, little, they're over crazy over there. I, I bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Well, listen, man. Like I said, I was overseas. They just have a different mindset over there. But something to be said for it. Kids <laughs> off limits, man. Absolutely off fucking. Same thing with the fucking teaching limits. and this horse shit. You know, in school. Just stay away from the kids, man. Leave. Do whatever you do. Stick your dick into whatever hole you want to put it into, but just leave yeah. the kids alone. Pink Floyd said it best. Really? Teacher. Leave them kids alone. Leave the kids alone, okay? Just stop. And that's why we created the whole separation of church and state. And it's like, because people didn't want you to bring in your ideologies about faith into schools. It's like, okay, we get it. It's like, but now you're bringing in other ideologies. Yeah. Stop. No one cares what you do on the weekend. Right. No one cares who you're fucking on Friday night. Right. No one cares what you like to dress up as when you're doing what you're doing. Just teach my kid that two exactly. plus two plus eight is twelve. Right. That's it. Teach him how to read. Right, let me teach make him sure vowels. That, let me make sure that's it right. is two, two plus two, two is four plus eight is twelve. <laughs> okay. I, I thought that before I said it. I was like, this is what'll get clipped. I, with the Pink Floyd quote, I thought you were going to go with like we're just two lost souls living in a fishbowl. Year that's after a, year. That's a great, that's a great line. It's a great line. <laughs> so yeah, that's the deal. And I'm sitting there going, we're based on freedom. And part of that freedom is having a gun so that if you fucking try and take something of mine, you're going to get off. I love a clip with Frank Mir, I believe it was, okay. where he was talking about that. He's like, if someone breaks into my house, I, I have the right this. to yes, kill them. It's a yes, great clip. Yeah. And he's like, people say like, oh, you value your possessions more than a human that's life. The, that's he's the like, comeback line. No. They value my possessions more than their life. Because if you break into my house, you break through my front door. You break through everything that protects me me. from you. You break into my home where my children and my wife sleeps. He goes, you've already bypassed all my security systems to prevent you from being in here. You've done that. I don't know what you're capable of at this point. Without a doubt. He's like, you value. You made the choice here. I agree. You know? Once you break through that, because here's the thing, if the government tried to do that, I'd be allowed to use my weapons. That's why right. the Second Amendment exists. You, a man's home is his castle. You cannot right. just break into my house and then your car is an extension of that rule. That's why they can't just do illegal search and seizures. Stay woke, people. Uh, they have to get warrants to go through your car unless you give them probable cause and you got shit. But that's another thing for another day. But that's why the Second Amendment exists. So you can't just come into my house and say, now right. it's mine. Fuck off. Stand I'm allowed to defend laws, this. laws, home's my castle laws, yes. all these things. I'm allowed to defend it. Same exact concept applies to a fucking degenerate off the streets. And I don't hear like, well, they have drug problems. I don't give a fuck. Because you know what? First, he breaks into my house. Where does it end after that? Right. I got a 14. I'm at his mercy. Yeah. I got suddenly? a 14, 15-year-old daughter and decides he wants a slice of that too. Not on my watch. Right. 
mm-hmm. not on my absolutely agree. fucking watch. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I know how I'll react in that situation because we thought we had that situation, and I've never been more excited in my life to put a <laughs> hole in someone's chest. And I think a part of me turned that turned my wife on a little bit. I think she saw, holy shit, he literally grabbed the gun and was like, you're going to die. I jumped in. I was ready. I've never been more ready for something in my life. She's like, that's my man. Yeah. I remember my very first varsity start right before we ran out to the field. Coach Grossman goes, Miguel, we run a 44 power. We got the tap. What are you going to do? And I'm shouting him off. I was ready. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Roy. I was more ready with the gun that night than I was on that Friday. I was ready. You had it in the chamber, ready to roll. Ready. Love it. Ready. <laughs> and then they'll ready. sit there and say, but we just want common sense, you know, Common control. sense what is, is that? break into someone's exactly. house. What? What common sense things? Okay. You know, since when did the criminal get more rights than the person doing the right, right. thing? That's like the kids who get F's getting extra credit homework to help them get a D. Yeah. Oh, maybe I want extra credit so I can go from a B to an A. Exactly. That's no, exactly it. I can't mean, do it. So. Can't do it. So anyway, America, freedom. I think we're all in on the whole freedom thing. We like it. We like pursuing our happiness. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Even the people who claim that they don't like certain things, you know, you don't like that certain people make so much money. You still like the freedom that you have the right to say that. Mm-hmm. You have the right to stand right inside my office picket signs and tell me how much I suck while I'm walking in calling right. me a slob and a pig and a this and a that. That's freedom. That's you exactly have the freedom it. Yeah. to do yeah. that. You can say how much you hated Donald Trump when he was president. I can say whatever I want about Joe fucking Biden because that's the freedom we have. The second you start telling me I can't say those things, you start taking away from my freedom. That used to be a liberal. I would, you know, I don't like what you said, but I will defend your right to say it. They don't seem to be saying that anymore. No, they've they've become they bought into like a yeah. whole lefty, you know, communist kind of thing. They're, the Democratic Party's got to come back, from, you know, from the from the cliff. And that's the thing. Like you're talking about the Democratic Party, not so much liberals. Yeah, uh, with the leftist this this liberal mentality. It, you know what the liberals remind me of now? You ever seen uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Of really? They're uh, they're Veruca Salt. Right. They're spoiled little kids who want it now. Not only that, you have to play by their rules. Yeah. Shut down the factory. Everyone's opening up chocolates. And if I don't have it now, it means you don't love me. And then what's happening? Dad's like, whoever buys the chocolate gets 200 pounds. You're bending over for these people. It's like, fuck you. How about no? How about the fact that we're shutting down the whole company is to be enough? That's what I was wondering when it was going to happen with the masks. Like, I hated wearing masks. There's people who can't wait for them to come back. I know. I, I mean, see When I see people wearing it, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you doing? It picked up for a little bit. If they're in their 80s, fine. Hey, it picked up for a little bit. Right. And then it shut down again. Yeah. And I told you, because the r- rumors started getting out, they're going to impose masks again. It's coming. Yep. And what did I tell you? You did I make like, that uh-uh. call. You did make I that said, call. I said, they're throwing that out there to see how we react. When enough people start getting back, like, yes, yeah, so we've uh, done a consensus after listening to people's phones, they're not going to put those masks back on. <laughs> I it's hope like, not. okay. Some states will, though. Deploy the laser from outer space. <laughs> yeah. It's time to cause fires. Random smoke from Canada keeping me inside my house. That was crazy. Weird. It's still, it's still weird, weird, buddy. Still Next weird. thing, multiculturalism. I like it. 
I'm a big fan of uh, the whole, you know, bringing people in, you know, bring us your huddled masses, that kind of thing. But you have to be taught the American way. I'm glad you said that. Thank you, my brother. I think we should all embrace our cultural differences. Absolutely. 100%. And I think, you know, you should be able to hang out with your Muslim friends and your Jewish friends and your Italian friend and your Iranian friend and right. learn about everyone's culture. Right. And learn about where you came from and appreciate it and really value it and take some of those core values from right. them and implement them to your life. But it should not take away from the American way. Yeah. I always call it the, the food court theory. In other words, when I go to a mall, I like food courts of different ethnicities and different oh, yeah. cuisines, but I also like the fact that it's in a large mall. In other words, we're all um, in America now, so buy into that, but just, you know, give me some shawarma, yeah. give me some yeah. enchilada, give me some, you know, hot dog, whatever, yeah. that whole thing. Put Christmas lights up in the summer. And when I'm like, hey, it's summer, say, actually, it's Diwali. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what is that? Tell me about it. Exactly. But guess what? I think that's what's going on with a lot of immigrants, though. I think they really, really love America that way. They do. I think they really, really do. And, and that's why I don't bust on them. It's, it's the fucking jerk-offs that are teaching them Man, yeah. that America's bad. I saw this thing where uh, Native Americans are starting a petition to get the Washington Fuck commanders yeah, yeah. to change their name back to the Redskins. three months ago, they tried doing this. And they're saying how the act the logo was an actual chief. Of course. And it brought them pride to uh -huh. see that. And they're like, who told you to change the name? They're like, uh, the lawyers did. White people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. White guilt. It's people like, no. named Karen. Yeah, it's like, nobody told you to change that. Why did you say, well, this person says you should be offended? There's a guy who, uh, he uh -huh. goes, I see him on Instagram. I've seen him a couple couple times in okay. videos. He'll dress up a certain way. So he'll wear, like, you know, full Japanese garb with oh, the hat. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. And he'll ask people, like, is this inappropriate? This all? is Will Witt. He was working for PragerU. He goes out to the colleges, dresses up as Chinese or Mexican yes. or this or that. Yes. And, and, yeah. and all the white people are like, that is <gasps> inappropriate. Exactly. You can't do that. And then he'll be like, am I offending you to, like, someone who's Chinese? And they're like, no. No, I love it. Where exactly. did you get it? <laughs> That's real satin. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. He goes, I love it. And then they're teaching him how to properly wear it. He goes, wow. And it's like... Just the fact that he's wearing it, you're offended yeah. by it. Yeah. you. It's almost like you're trying so hard to be woke and correct. Right. That you become incorrect. You're now the racist. That's exactly The it. fact that you see me wearing it is racist. You're the fucking racist. Right. I never even thought about this. Exactly. I just thought it looked cool. And you're the one who's like, you shouldn't wear that. It's inappropriate. Why? Yeah. Why is it inappropriate? But it also seems like this is the way they're being educated. Do you know what I'm saying? De-educated is what they're being. Uh, they're, well, miseducated. They're miseducated. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I mean, it, it's somebody's, you know, stripping them with this kind of information. You know when it's going to change? It's going to change when they get out and they realize they can't pay their student loans and they have to get a oh, job. A and then they take a look at taxes and they're like, wait a minute, where's, what's this? It's like, <laughs> oh, remember when you were like, yay, Ukraine. There you go. Yeah. Welcome to the real world. And then by 38, they're me. Or when they're seeing like, the way Trump is being literally railroaded for no fucking reason. Wild. And, you know, talk about election interference. I mean, this is just absolutely unbelievable. They're so afraid of this guy. And they I don't really know are. why. I mean, they're just uh, so afraid of him. He does something. What is it? What does he do? That, I, I, I can't figure that out. I mean, he, he's... Remember when Obama, and I said this to a couple people and they thought it was crazy. Remember when Obama ran for his first term? Yeah, of course. His whole thing was hope. 208. Hope change. and change. Hope and change. Right. 
he really didn't represent that. The only change he really brought was the fact that he was of color. That's, right. that's about it. And he was, uh-huh. he was very similar to like the Clinton-esque way. Absolutely. Just, you know, very, could speak very well, very mm-hmm. articulate, very yep. cool. Like you wanted to hang out with him. Absolutely. You know, he's everything I wanted in an American, an American president when presenting America to the world. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is our president. Look, look how smart he is. Look how he speaks. Like, look how he looks. Like, he's a good looking guy. Right. Donald Trump represents hope and change more than Barack Obama did. Because he's not a politician. Right. And he's he's telling you where the problems are. Mm -hmm. And they don't like that he's telling you that the problems are coming from them. It's the old Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, bit where he says, this was the first time I'd ever seen a guy like that come on TV and say, yeah, I'm using the tax code yeah. the way it's supposed, you know, the way I, uh, I oh, need yeah. to do it. Where, you know, he's like, you know, at the debate, Hillary's calling him out for all the taxes. And what did Donald Trump say? He said, then change the laws. Exactly. But you won't because you use them too. And all her supporters do. But, but what I, I'm still trying to understand why they don't like him so much. Come on, I mean, it's really, really visceral. He threatens the bottom line okay, in a but, very, very heavy way, and he can really create damage. If you get to a point mm-hmm. in this country right. where Americans really start to believe that anyone can be president, it's dangerous. Okay. I'm because that's it. how originally we came up in this country. Anyone can be president. Anyone right. can, but now it's like, no, anyone can't be president. You have to play a game. You got to start playing that game when you're like 16. Right. You got to go to the right schools, the right prep schools, the right law school, team up with the right people. You got to start playing that game and you got to make deals and you got to do favors. And you can't have shit in your, your uh, closet. No. You know what I'm saying? You can't have any like skeletons in your yeah. closet. Or you got to be surrounded by people who suddenly kill themselves. You know, maybe your chef drowns in <laughs> <Right>. your pool. <laughs> Why your personal chef is swimming in your pool, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> Donald Trump didn't do that. He didn't. It's true. He was a businessman. He was a reality TV star at one point. And then he became president. Yep. So now you're giving this idea to a lot of other people who don't like the certain, you know, the norm. Yeah. That they can do that. You're telling a Jeff Bezos and an Elon Musk and a Bill Gates, like, wait a minute, I can be president? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 because they have this elite club that they've created, but they don't realize that that club is an illusion. Right. Well, I, I look at it this way. They can control a person from the club mm-hmm. outside of the club. Zero control. There's zero control. And that person can really fuck up your club. <laughs> right. That's exactly. what he's doing. But they're going after him so much. I they mean, have to, because if they don't, then People are going to think of Trump and be like, oh, Elon, you should run for president. Yeah. Like, no way. He's like, did you see what they did to Donald? Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Let them do what they do. I'm good over here. I'll run so Twitter. So what and- drives Trump then? Why didn't he just say, you know what? Fuck it. Well, I, I don't need this headache. I'm just going to like sail off into oh, the sunset. I mean, sunset. That's, that's easy. He's a full-blown narcissist. I, you know what? I, th- I think of him more as a counterpuncher. He's like, you fuck with me. I'm going to fuck with you. That was he's the thing that. that I got. He's like that guy, like, tell him you can't do it. And he'll be like, that's you, I it. Can. That's what it is, you know? And that's real America, yeah. too. And if I can't do it, I'll just destroy the whole company and bankrupt it. <laughs> that's what he did with the AFL. They had a nice little thing going, and then Donald became an owner. And he's You're like, we're the USFL? The USFL. Right, yeah. He's like, we're going to compete with the NFL. And they're like, Donald, we got a spring league. Let's leave it as it is. He's like, no, we have a better product. We're going to play, we're going to pay Steve Young, Herschel Walker. We're going to do it. Yep. Yep. And he competed, Doug and he Flutie. lost, and he said, eh, didn't work. See you later. Yeah. On to the next thing. But he tried. He and was, that's that's one club he's never been able to get into. The NFL. 
the NFL. Same thing with Vince McMahon. Tells you how powerful that club really is. Yeah, those boys are really, uh, you know, as they say, they're uh, tightening the circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that line? It was like Chris Berman used to say, the Buffalo Bills, they round up the circle or something. <laughs> the <laughs> wagons are circling. That's right, they, once they circle the wagons. And even, like, here's the thing, like, there's 32 NFL owners. Even <laughs> right. within that club, there's a little club. Is that so? Like, oh, yeah. Like you the got, real players. Yeah, you got, like, your 32 owners, and then you got, like, you know, you got the Maras. Right, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got the Roonies. You got the Davis. Is Jim is Jerry Jones in the You got crowd? Jerry Jones. Is in he that? in that? He's, yeah. You think he's in that crowd? I feel like Jerry Jones, once he came in, bought a team, created a dynasty, brought all these billions of right, dollars yeah, yeah, and yeah, told yeah. everyone, like, listen, if I get rich, you get rich too. So Dan Snyder was not in that crowd. Nah, Dan Snyder was like that kid. They're like, fuck off. <laughs> right. We only like you because your parents aren't here on the weekends and we can do coke in your bathroom. He was that kid. Because the second Dan Snyder got in trouble, they right. were like, see you later, buddy. Yeah, and then they jumped on him. For They're like, stupid the owners voted shit. unanimously to get rid of Dan Snyder. They're like, see you later, fuckwad. They it's did like, that in the NBA Change too. your password. Right. He's like, I didn't know they were going to get my emails. They're like, Dan, your password to your email was password. <laughs> Dan Snyder strikes me as that guy. Like, you know, his password to his emails is like his first dog. <laughs> like, nothing really complicated. It's checkers. <laughs> like, oh, I put a hashtag in the front. It's like they solved it. You know, like you got like the owner of the Eagles, like uh, Dave Laurie. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. I, I put him like second tier. That's like everyone respects him. He's been there for like 20 years. But right. they're like, but you know, like when they really close the doors, it's like five like, or six of them. Look, buddy, just stay on the outside yeah. there. Yeah. They're like, relax. <laughs> We're us six are going to make the decisions for what's going on. Around so here. is that what's going on with the federal government then? Yeah. hundred percent. So it's really more of an oligarchy that's going and on then in this country. Trump is a guy that bought not just didn't just buy a team. He came out of nowhere and became commissioner of the league. Right. He's kicking in the door. It's like, insane. what the fuck? Where I'm did here, you come boys. from? Yeah. It's like from now on, eighteen game regular season, <laughs> Monday through Friday. The only day we don't play football is Sunday. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we do not agree to that. He's like, We're doing it. We're doing it. Next part. Uh, like I said, there in my mind there are three things that are basically America. The idea of America, Number, and the first thing is cheesesteak. Well, yeah, that's, that's I'm a, hungry a huge, right now, but oh, whatever. Dude, I'm so hungry. I I'm got starving at home. First thing, in God we trust. Yeah, we I mean, that, man. there's a lot of people that's okay. I don't want to get too religious here, but like there's there's a certain spirituality in this country that isn't overseas in a different. It's just a different thing there. We have a much more like belief in some sort of creator, some sort of whatever it is. And I get the sense that even the people that don't believe, they want to believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a bunch of Puritans that came over here. Okay. So they brought that with them. And then we had, you know, Spaniards coming over. and Who were very religious very as well. Very religious. And they right. brought, that, they brought right. that with them. So as a whole, especially because you got to remember, we're a very young country. Right. We're not old. You go over to, you know, you go over to Europe, they've got buildings yep. older than our whole country. Right. Um, but they seem to put religion down in in Europe. Well, I think it's because their country's so old where they remember a time where they didn't have Jesus. Uh, I was going to go with the idea that they really are living in a such, sort, sort of a socialist thing that they don't need religion anymore. Everybody is pretty much equal now. There are no more big-ass World War One, World War II kind of wars. And yet. Yet. That's the whole thing. 
and they're being protected by the U.S. So I, I just, I don't know, there's something about us with religion that I just love in this country. I agree. You know? Something, you believe in something bigger than you. Yeah. And when you believe in something bigger than you, there's no limit into you believing how big you can be. Bingo. And not only that, you, you, if you don't believe, then you become like, you believe in man in that sense, and that's not cool. You yeah. have to, like, there's got to be someone looking over your and shoulder just, saying, just kind of accept, behave yourself. Yeah, you accept that you were born in the small village in London and or the small village in England, yeah. and you're going to herd sheep, and that's it. That's kind of the uh, the end of the uh, the road yeah. there. In you're sense. born, and that's what you do. Yeah, so the other thing with America is that I love is the liberty for all. Now, I know that people get all Controversial. Upset. Exactly. People get upset. They sit there and they say, well, it's not for everybody. No, it really, really is. If you read the fucking Constitution, it is liberty for all. Are there fucking shit-ass you know, racists out there? Yes. Are there fucking people looking to manipulate that? Without a doubt. But for the most part, equal justice under the law. I think that's something that people really, really like. Yeah, in theory. But if you got a lot of money, here's the thing, and I, I know people want to talk about, you know, the legal system and colors, and uh, listen, the one color that really matters in the judicial system is green. green. That's the way <laughs> That's it always the, is. If you got the money, you're going to see freedom. Well, that was the whole thing with OJ. I mean, they said oh, yeah. uh, the reason he got off is because he, he was able to, you know, buy an incredible the dream team. dream team, baby. Name them. Dream Go. Team. Let's see if you can name them. Uh, you got Robert Shapiro. Go. Uh, you got Johnny Cochran. Johnny Say. You've got, oh, I can't think Dersh. of Dersh. Uh, Dershowitz was on there. You got Cochran. You got Shapiro. Uh, oh, Kardashian. F. Lee Bailey. Um, F. Lee Bailey. That's, that's the one five. I was thinking about. Yeah. Who's missing? It was one other guy. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> Cochran, Shapiro were the big ones. And then Kardashian was just like his like family attorney who kind of yep. got strung into that. Uh-huh. F. Lee or Lee Bailey came in out of nowhere. Like right. Cochran was like, I got a guy. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and Dershowitz, yeah, it's fucking Jesus. That was probably like cream of the crop. And then there's poor, poor Chris Darden and Marsha Clark, right? Had no idea what they were in for. But that's the thing, too, right? Like, Johnny Cochran was already totally sidetracked, but like, Johnny Cochran was a Hollywood attorney, yes, he was. So he knew what came with it. Marsha Clark and Chris Darden were not ready for what no. came with that. Yeah. It's like you're about to become superstars. You know, they started doing their hair, wearing, yep. you know, they started switching to like the Gucci suit. Were they sleeping together? I don't remember. Hey, you know. <laughs> you don't have a line on that. Dude, you were a kid when that went down, too. 1994 was when the murder happened. Yeah. And the trial was 95, 96. 96 yeah. I remember when the verdict was read in 1996. I was in a. I was in the car with uh, my coworker when it went down and he just happened to be like so into this trial. I'm like, well, why are you so into this trial? Like, what's your deal? You know, some people just got so fucking upset over it. So yeah, some people, people were crying in the streets. Um, it was weird. Yeah, it was interesting. I, but I'll tell you this. I used to come home every day uh-huh. and go right upstairs and watch court TV with my aunt Selena. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was so excited. Wow. Um, I loved it. I loved everything I about it. it. First of all, I was in like fourth grade, fifth grade. So the fact that like they were letting this like nine-year-old watch this. <laughs> but I was intrigued and I, I could I was following up with it and I was, you know, you know, keeping up with what was happening and the yeah. facts and all these little right, things. Right. And I remember when they read the verdict, we were in school. Uh-huh. And we were getting back from break, from lunch break. And I heard one of the teachers, Mrs. Lieberman, 
First Lieberman. Time I, first time I ever had matzo ball soup. Miss <laughs> yeah. Lieberman. We all know she about brought Ms. it in Lieberman. for the class. Absolutely. She was like very attractive too. And her daughter looked like uh, uh, Courtney Cox. Is it Courtney That's Cox? A good the chick look. from Friends? That's a good look. That's what she looked like. Oh, she oh, was. That's cute. I look. was in fifth grade and I was like. I was like, Shalom. Where do I sign up for that? I was like, hey. I was like, I was I'll like, do birthright Israel right I now. I was like, you want to be my moil? Um, <laughs> so let so, me ask you this. So Mrs. Lieberman. Wait, wait Mrs. Lieberman. She's into it. Yeah, so. Okay. Let me guess. She was for OJ. No, she wasn't. Really? She yeah, was pissed. Wow. She, I overheard her tell a teacher. She goes, she's like, did you see it? And she's like, I can't believe it was not guilty. And I remember like my heart sunk. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, how? Now, again, back then, I didn't really understand the politics of what was going on in California. Right. And I remember my grandpa explained to me, he goes, listen, if I was a juror, I would have voted not guilty too. He's like, because it had nothing to do with him. He goes, but I lived in LA and I know how those cops are. It's like, fuck you. Wow. And I remember these two kids in my class and the one girl was like, oh my God, not guilty. And they like hugged each other because they were so happy he was not guilty. And I remember looking at them and I was like, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he was so like, obviously guilty. I lost all respect. I was like, you're idiots. All right, so let me ask because you this. Not Because right. I also understood at that point what they were saying at their house and what their right. relatives believed. And I was like, okay. you all come from a line of stupid people. Nobody's reading the fucking facts here. All right, so let me ask you this question. This is the thing that I don't get. I, I have my one son. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever offed him, you know, murdered him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my goal in the rest of my life is to get this guy. I don't give a fuck. I don't understand how the father, the guy with that stupid mustache, yeah, like he knows OJ did it. Why didn't he like fucking get every dime he could and just fucking I don't, I don't think that's get in, OJ. That's not in everyone. I know it's not. That's what I don't get. It's not in everyone. See, I'm really tribal that way. It's like, you and, hurt my kid. Forget about it. And here's the other thing. Even if it is in some people doesn't mean that they can actually go through with it when the time goes there. That's what I was going to ask you. If someone hurts Benny that way, I I know you're dedicating the rest of your days to getting this guy. Yeah. It won't be long either. (laughs) It won't be long. It'll be quick. That's what I'm saying. I would accept my punishment. I know that. And I've, I've actually had this conversation with my wife. Um, because, and this isn't me like talking tough and trying to go, I truly believe with all my heart and soul that if someone was to do something to my kids like that, uh, I would accept my punishment. I would accept my time in jail. I would accept being judged by my Lord and savior. When that Mm -hmm. time comes, I would, I would accept whatever comes with it. I also wouldn't be too nervous about going to jail if something like that happened because Uh it's like people would love you for it. Let it get around. Be like that guy, someone touched his kid or someone did something to his kid. He fucking killed Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You know, I'll join a gang. I'll find the Brown gang. And I'd be like, you know, (laughs) let me get in here. Is there Um, a Jewish gang? I just want to know. I'm I'm sure there is. (laughs) They got fucking star David's crop tattooed on their chest and shit. They got little fucking dreidels on their faces for everybody. They got, um, I just want to know if I can get into maybe like the white supremacy crowd or like, or maybe. Nah, you're not getting in there, bro. No one. No. Aryans <laughs> aren't like, Where's you my in. crowd? You'll, You'll find them. You're probably going to have to hang out with like this, like the Mexican gang. Nothing wrong with that. No, yeah, absolutely. Good. Got a lot of numbers. Okay. No, you'll find it. You'll find it. No, I way. would. Okay. You'll Could find you hook me up with some. Uh... I can find things out. <laughs> but uh, no, I would go in. I, I, w- I would. That's and the I, point. I don't understand. Like, 
What percentage of the population do you think? Look at Cain Velasquez. Yes. Perfect example. Perfect example. Did it. Yep. And yet he spent more time in jail than the guy who did it. Yeah. Welcome it. to America. I, you don't like well, to welcome think to California. that way. Yeah, you don't want to think that way, but shit, it, you know, certain places, man. If that that went down in Texas, though, I think they would let him uh, let him run. straight. Exactly. They'd be like, give that man a medal. They name a street after him. <laughs> Kane Velasquez Freeway. But I, I heard an interesting. Uh, I had a a college professor who uh-huh. said that OJ didn't do it, and he said that apparently there was something in the will where if. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but there's something in the yeah. will where if it was past a certain date, uh, Nicole Brown would have gotten a certain amount and that, you know, OJ Simpson had a very rare blood type. However, his son has the same blood type. Oh, okay. And that OJ kind of took the hit to like protect his son. Hmm. Uh, obviously that would be something. To look That's into. very far out there. Yeah, I only yeah, vaguely yeah. remember it from 20 years ago, but I remember him saying something like that. Professor yeah. Lincoln Passmore. Okay. That was his. Uh, that was oh, his uh, tip of the hat to Link. Okay. Next thing about America: E pluribus unum, baby. From many becomes one. That's another thing that America is all about. We're not. Like, somebody put it really, really well. If you are a Turkish guy in Germany, you'll never become German in their eyes. No. Okay. But if you come over here, like my next door neighbors are from India, they still like have the accent, the whole thing. I'm talking to them like. You know, they're long, long time Americans yep. because they have skin in the game at this point. They're yep. paying taxes and we are all in it together one now. Exactly. Like my, my, uh, we're all thriving or taking it up the ass. <laughs> <laughs> we're in it together. We're in it together, man. <laughs> and it's a cool fucking club to be a part of because yep. we're like, we got the biggest muscles on the planet. And it's just a great place to be. Yep. You start looking at people side-eyed like, mm, <laughs> that's exactly it. Fucking like when guy. did your, when did your, uh, forefathers come over here? Uh, I want to say my grandpa came over here from Puerto Rico in the sixties and my grandmother around the same time she came from El okay. Salvador and, and she came over on, you know, I'm sure you've heard of carnation milk. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It was actually, uh, one of their like, VPs or something like that. No way. Wow. Yeah, he brought her over on a working visa to uh, be their nanny. Holy shit. Yeah, so she was the nanny for That's the guy really from Carnation cool. Milk. Yep. And, like, when you look at your whole, like... Yeah, then she met this, like, you know, Puerto Rican dude in California <laughs> running with the cholos and his hair greased back and a pack of cigarettes rolled up Who's in your his old sleeve. Man? It's my grandpa. Oh, your grandpa. Okay, I got it. And then, you know, he wow. wasted no time knocking her up. And then, you know, they made it, they went out east, came out to Jersey and that's beautiful. The rest is history. Everybody's got a story like that. Yeah. My grandpa was a wild man. He still is. You said that, you said that, man. I don't think he'll ever slow down. Man. He lived it right though, in a sense. You know, he lived his own sort of truth. (laughs) He lived his own truth. All right. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck about anyone else. (laughs) I get it. All right, boy, let's talk about capitalism, money. Based in self-reliance, you work hard, you make good decisions, you will succeed. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. As opposed to, I'm going to keep paying taxes, keep paying taxes, keep paying taxes, and you're just going to basically pay for my health care. So I remember uh, talking to one of my friends one time, and you know, I just started with transit, and it was, uh, I believe it was the last election, and they were very big Bernie supporters. Right. And I was not. I was like, nope. I was like, not on board with that. Right. And 
you know, they were kind of getting on me because I wasn't for Bernie. Right. He's like, everyone should have this. I was like, nope, I don't agree. I was like, I don't think it should be equal for everyone. Right. I was like, I know people want to talk about raising the minimum wage, but guess what? If you're at a point in your life where all you can do is work at McDonald's, you, you kind of got to eat it for a little bit no and work your way up. Like you put yourself in that situation and I want to root for you. I want you to go from, you know, working the drive through and flipping burgers exactly. to growing and becoming manager and maybe a gen- general manager and a regional manager. Mm-hmm. Then you write a fucking book about how you came. Like you can do that. But it ain't going to be when you're selling, you know, when you're frying the fries. Like it's not right. the way it works. You know, you got to make adjustments for it. So my friend goes, yeah, we well, you know that's easy for you. You know, your job, you take nine hour breaks every, whenever you want. And I was like, let's bring that back. Yeah. I was like, number one, I don't get nine hour breaks all the time. I was like, it's once in a blue moon. Most of the time I'm catching a train at one o'clock in the morning to get to New York by two 30 so that I'm in New York for my 4.57 a.m. sign-up time so that I can now work for eight hours and then take a train back home. So I'm out of the house for 16 hours for eight hours pay Mm -hmm. most of the time. I was like, on top of that, I have to do yearly rules. I have to make sure I'm clean for a random drug inspection. I have to make sure I keep up with my qualifications. I have to do a lot of shit to keep this job. Absolutely. So I earn every dollar I fucking get. And the reality is those people who want that minimum wage to come up so that they can make money working at McDonald's couldn't do my job even if I gave it to them. That's it. They're not qualified for it. I was like, I sacrifice to have the things I have. They don't want to sacrifice. Yeah. And that's what it is. And at the end of the day, you want to get mad at that lawyer for making lawyers make too much money. Okay, but while you were in high school partying, having a good time, right, right, right. they were studying. While you were joining a frat and drinking in college, they were studying. I'm sure they were doing their fun too. But while you were fucking around, they were being serious. Yeah. So now that they're reaping the rewards and you're suffering the consequences, it's their fault? And not only that, a lot of people don't realize being a lawyer is really, really hard in the sense that like, if you're a partner, you got to constantly churn business. It's such an, it's one of those careers. And that's what people don't realize is like, they talk, they look at how much money these lawyers make. First of all, not every lawyer is making that much money. Fucking no way. Not every lawyer is Johnny Cochran. Right. On top of that, the ones who are, look at the rest of their quality of life. Hmm. How much time are they home? How much vacation time are they Very, very little. These guys are waking up. Turning, opening their laptops, answering emails, jumping on the shower, doing what they got to do, getting in the car, jumping on the train, working on the laptop while they're on the train, going into the office, mm-hmm. coming back, working on the laptop on the train back home, come home, hopefully get home in time to have a little bit of a dinner with their family, hang out with the wife for a little bit, catch up on what's going on at home, yep. not really listening because they're thinking about the work they got to work on, give their wife a kiss goodnight, open up their laptop, work for two more hours before they go to bed at midnight so they can wake up at 5 a.m. and do it all over again. And every time that client calls, they have to sound like they're fucking i am really happy you're here yeah i'm I'm here for you whatever you fucking need i you know when i see especially women uh lawyers the the sacrifices that they do it's unbelievable because they're they're really kind of giving up on the whole family thing for the most part yeah they really are you know really really difficult nobody wants to talk about that though so yeah ever all they want to talk about is how how it's not fair. And then they bump up the, uh, the uh, I think it's in California now. I think minimum wage is 20 bucks an hour. You're the owner of a burger joint. Let's not call it McDonald's. Let's call it, you know, Mick whatever. You're going to fire half of these people because of that now. Half? It, you know what I'm saying? You're More not than gonna, half. You're not going to be supporting the size of staff. So their whole 
stupid idea of raising that minimum wage is now going to be dropped anyway because you're letting people go. Well, I just saw recently that there is a McDonald's that is 100% uh, automated. Automated. Yeah. Literally, like there's just one person working there in case anything breaks. Makes sense. It flips the burgers, takes the order, does everything on its own. Because guess what? I don't have to pay you $20 an hour. That's too much. It's going to cost into my cost. People are going to stop coming here if I start charging them $15 a meal. So let's spend some money right now. Spend some money, and then in three years, we're all caught up, and then guess what? Now we're just making money hand over fist. Yeah. Because we're still going to raise the cost of the meals because the mm -hmm. cost of beef is going up because there's not that many farmers now. But we're still making money because we don't got to pay the employees. And then on top of it, it goes back to pushing the government agenda. You think they're raising the minimum wage for the common person. They're not. Because what happens when you raise the minimum wage is the big corporations continue to thrive. Mm -hmm. But the mom and pop shops, the local owned businesses, the family run business, Mm -hmm. they can't afford it. The rug gets pulled out from under them and they can't afford it. So they shut down. So now Mm -hmm. instead of getting your pizza from, you know, Antonio's Pizza, guess what? You're going to Pizza Hut. And you know why you're going to Pizza Hut? Because the senator from fucking Oklahoma who raised the minimum wage has stock in that. Possibly. And they're not possibly. You know as well as I do. (laughs) I'm, you know, like I said, that's the problem they with these good intention manipulating. It's of, of never the good intentions, and and someone's stature or place in the world does not make a morality compass. Right. And now, must remember, we are a jujitsu podcast. We see that here. Mm-hmm. Being a black belt in jujitsu does not mean you're automatically a good person. I know a lot of people who are great at jujitsu who are pieces of shit. They're just not good people. Great on the mats. Right. Then they get off the mats and it's like, oh, you're an asshole. Mm. But we think because they're professor that, you know, that their moral compass must be better. Right. Not necessarily true. And I'll tell you another thing. I, I Listen, I'm rough around the edges. I make that very clear. You listen to this podcast. You can walk into several academies right now. Jiu-Jitsu, Taekwondo, whatever you want to fucking do. Right. There are some instructors that they walk out like they are holier than thou. I'll tell you right now, the cleaner they act, the dirtier they fucking are. <laughs> Every fucking time. It's always it's always the priest who's condemning homosexuality who gets caught with a dick in his mouth. You ever <laughs> notice that? It's always the fucking senator who's promoting the war on drug that gets caught with a crack pipe in his car. It's there the way it works. There is a lot of works. hypocrisy out there. There is yeah. a lot of it. The cleaner they act, the dirtier yeah. they are. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Next thing. What percentage of the world's healthcare patents are from the United States company or developed in the United States? I'm going to say it's high because you made reference to it earlier. I'm going to go with 62.8%. Jesus. So when they sit there and they say, we have a national healthcare structure, this and that, guess what? All your fucking innovation is coming from the United States. Mm. We have... A socialist country, but the United States is defending you, okay? The innovation is so incredible in this country that a lot of people don't even realize that. I, have, I was having a discussion about healthcare, and I, and, you know, I said, do you realize how much of the, every patent is like developed in the States here? I mean, there are other countries that do it, no doubt, but their structures are in this country. Well, even when you have certain things like stem cells, yeah. and it's like, you know, America, it's a little... Uh, but it's typically American doctors who go to these other countries that allow them to do it. And they're like, we're doing it. 
So, I mean, I'm, I know we're tooting our own horn here a little bit, but it's This like, is a toot-your-own-American horn. It's red, white, and blue, America, baby. baby. Like they said, like, China leads the world in patents. Okay. From Wuhan. <laughs> but here's the deal. Only 10% of their patents have market value. Hmm. And you sit there and you just say, okay, yeah, they get, like, X amount of, like, ideas and stuff, but none of them are being tested in the marketplace. When did you look up all this information? Dude, because... It's like I'm. I'm. I'm just up realizing. With this whole thing. Like, I'm just realizing. Like we, like we do this every week. You have the podcast ready. You look all this stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this podcast is really keeping Roy. Educated. No, my. You know what my like, life is really all about. Seriously, I wake three, up at one o'clock. Well, that's what I mean. I was like, you're like, you're like keeping up to date with shit because you're welcome, Roy. You're right, because I you are you are my lifeline to the real fucking world. Absolutely, I'm like, see, I'm like, this motherfucker is looking up like medical patents, like percentages, like what is he? Like Jesus Christ, I'm trying to get over my hemorrhoids, and this guy's looking up medical. Is there one in there for like you know like hurdy asshole? That'd be great right, right now. So do you know how I do this? Seriously, yeah, I'm the curious day before, now. the day before, or even the day of, I'll like come up with an idea. And because I came back from England, I'm like, boy, America's really great. I should, we should, we never really talk about America. And I just wanted to do this. And I'm like, but what makes America great? So I start going down the list in my mind. And I'm like, then you start like backing it up with facts. It's amazing. So you do a great is. job. Thank you, brother. You're really the driving force behind this podcast. I just come mm -hmm. on here and say some sound bites every now and then. But you're the guy that fucking <laughs> rolls this train, man. <laughs> I just kind of prodded in a, in a certain Listen, direction. you're the engineer, baby. There it is. Another thing about America that I fucking love. We're open and we're friendly. And not every... Um, hang on, let me just make my point. It's like, I if your car breaks down on the side of the road, I bet you somebody would stop and help you out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If somebody falls on the train, I think a bunch of people will, will try and help that person out. I've seen the opposite. But I will say this too. I think sometimes my opinion is skewed and is biased because I'm thinking East Coast and not all of America. Because okay. when I do leave the tri-state area, I notice people are way nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Is that a religious thing? Is that a, like, what is that? I think part of it's religious. I think part of it is also if you live in the New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia area. Right. It's go, go, go. But are people happier in this country? Like they always say the top five happiest countries in the world. And we're never in the top five. It's always no. like Scandinavia. And, and this. by the way, Israel was number four this year. Really? Year. Yeah. Good for them. Top four happiest. But like, where does that happiness come from? Where does that American optimism come from? Like, I want to know how they measure happiness. Well, they do it by healthcare and, you know, they do it by, can you live a, a decent life and this and that it's it's bullshit but those numbers are skewed they totally are skewed because some people that you think are unhappy love that hustle and bustle that's the thing love the i know i do they, yeah i love it i was just talking to someone tonight they're like how do you just keep going i was like i don't know i was like because when i'm not going i get bored <laughs> that's what so I mean. when i see a little opening i'm like paid. Eh, i can fill this in I and you're getting paid for it if you weren't getting paid for it you wouldn't work that hard well, the thing is, you've got to work really hard for no money at first to make sure you earn a reason to get paid for it. Absolutely. Everyone wants to get paid right out the gate. It's not the way it works. Yeah. Master your craft, perfect it, and then get to a point where they have no choice but to pay for it. And not only that, you have a marketable skill set now. Yeah. So you, if somebody's an asshole, you say, bye-bye, I'm going to go to the next company. Well, yeah, I mean, perfect example is this podcast. Like, yeah. you know, we're 75 episodes in and we're not making money off this podcast. Now yeah. there's ads. We just got to a point where we can post ads for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did open up an OnlyFans thing. There you go. So just, Nothing but feet pics. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, why do we do it? Well, because three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, maybe yep. this podcast becomes something. Possibly. And then people go, wow, man, like I'm thinking about starting one. What's your advice? Keep going. Yeah, just keep Don't your stop. head down. Just I can it. name four or five podcasts off the top of my head that started right around the same time that we did. Right. That no longer exists. Yeah. Not only that, it's like whenever I listen to a podcast, it's like there's a certain like entertainment value that's missing. Yeah, we bring it. I get entertained by our podcast but I think that's the whole thing like I'm a little bit of a narcissist and I really do this to entertain myself yeah if I don't want to hang out with me why would anyone else want to and I know I want to hang out with you you're a sweetheart so if I want to hang out with you and I want to hang out with myself why wouldn't people want to hang out with both of us (laughs) but that's my that's and that might sound crazy but that's my mindset but let me ask you this do you think that people are hanging on your every word because I think they do when I'm listening to it, it's like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And it's kind of cool. I Listen, I just think it's cool shit. I, I don't know if they're hanging or as much as they're just like awaiting. They're like, he's <laughs> okay. going to say some crazy shit. He's going to say shit. some crazy shit. That's like, my it's point. Coming. It's coming. <laughs> like, they're not waiting for me to finish my sentence and be like, oh, God, he's such an eloquent speaker. They're like, right. yeah. they're like, oh, oh, get ready. He's going to say something wild. I'm waiting for the verbal hand grenade here. Here it comes. You know? <laughs> And it's not like we're like a Howard Stern where we get to like have nude people coming in here or riding the Sibian hey, or something like that. don't crush my dreams. Not yet. <laughs> nice. Another thing about America that I fucking love, the choice, shopping, restaurants, sports, convenience. Like you ever go into a supermarket? Like I went, I went to the supermarket in England. Mm-hmm. It was small. It was, you know, very kind of kitschy kind of stuff. But then I went into the Whole Foods in England it was like an explosion of choice. And I think people really dig that. Yeah. That's what they associate with America, just choice. Um, you know, whether it's food, shopping, I mean, just convenience. America is just excess. That's what it is. Everything in excess. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Next thing. But I think that's also why we have some of the problems we have here. Okay. Because it's a beautiful thing if you can have some of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a situation where you can't have any of it, you can really grow bitter living in this country. Like, I bet if I live somewhere else, it wouldn't be. It's like, yeah, but you get, you got to learn how to play this game, baby. You do. That's exactly it. You like they're, play they're the doing game. something in Chicago now, which is really, really weird because they're closing down Target and they closed down a bunch of supermarkets. The how come? City, <laughs> put two and two together there. <laughs> they're losing money left side, right side. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just getting shoplifted out of business. But the government, the city of Chicago, wants to start their own city of Chicago grocery store. <laughs> and guess who's going to fucking foot that bill? The taxpayers. Taxpayers. Exactly. So there's no incentive to work hard. Nope. There's no incentive to like bring in cool products. They're going to, yeah, you can buy your can of lima beans and it'll yep. say lima beans on the, uh, on the can. So. And you won't even shop there because you'll probably get robbed on your way out. <laughs> exactly. But you're paying for it. Exactly. Phenomenal. There you go. The other thing I love about America is that we fight for what's good in the world. Like when shit goes down, people are not saying, oh my God, when is Uruguay going to help us out? No, it's all about when is America going to come in, help us out. I love that. And I love that we're able to do that. But I think with that, we have to be responsible. And we've got to know when to say, nope. Yeah. Problem is when you try to help everyone, you help no one. Yeah. Case study number one, Ukraine. Jesus Christ. Boy, are we fucking ourselves with that one. 
It's unbelievable. Because I always think to myself, it's like, if Russia was fucking with us when Mexico <laughs> wants to take over parts of, you know, New Mexico or Arizona, we would be pissed off. Yep. Well, that's the whole thing that people were like not paying attention to in that. It's like, yes, like we didn't really do anything, but we didn't stop certain things from happening. Right. We didn't say, hey, Something's funky going you're on there. poking the bear. And now we're like, oh, Russia's so bad. It's like, mm, are they? <laughs> or there are kind of things that happen where they're like, hey, you guys are fucking around. You're about to find out. Uh-huh. Like, nah, nah, nah. Listen, you should come join this little uh, <laughs> thing we got going on. Let's and play. Russia's like, are you out of your fucking minds? It's we like, told Hello. you point blank. You can't do this. We said, don't fucking do that. And we're yeah, like, exactly. well, we're not really doing it. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like what? It's like you're dating my best friend here. Yeah. It's like, well, I didn't really cheat. We just dry humped. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, like you did. You did. There was penetration. We were just dry humping. It's not like we were really humping. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Exactly. And these people are fucking crooks over there too. Anyway, right. everywhere. Uh, another thing I like about it. There's only one more thing that I like about it is federalism, baby. I love the idea that if I don't like what's going down in New Jersey, I can move to Florida. If I don't like what's going on in Florida, in uh, California, I can move to Texas. And everyone did that recently. Exactly. But here's the thing: if I don't like what's going down in Texas, I can move to California if yep. I wanted. It's that's the greatness about federalism. Like every state has its own little take on things. Yes. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's as a as a Like how many citizen, states have you been to like where you sense different stuff? Because you've been around the country a bit. Everywhere. Everywhere's a little yeah. different. You can yeah. sense it. Yeah. You know, you can sense the differences. Um Gordon said that about Texas. Yeah. He just said Texas, like, you know. I mean, I it's also because I was in Dallas. Um I will be in Texas again in December. Yeah. Uh, ADCC is gonna be in Austin. So I'm excited for that. Right. I'm excited for that. Uh, but you can just sense the differences everywhere. You know, it's just little things, you yeah. know, like you go to somewhere like Denver and it's like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. A bunch of little, like, you know, fucking when I was living in Arizona, it's like the people, they were a little bit brain baked, you know, cause it's very, very, oh, yeah. uh, you know, hot out there. But when I had the business from Arizona in North Carolina, holy shit, I had to like slow my record player down from like 33 to 16. Yeah. I don't know if people get that reference, but. It's just much slower there. Oh, yeah. And I literally, whenever I get on the phone, I'd be like, okay, slow down. <laughs> you know, like the way of the way of living is just totally different. Yeah. Than, uh, you know, there's no it's rush. It's kind of cool. Like in this country, there are many different ways of living, and it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, man. Ready for a game? Always ready, baby. This is called the deal breaker game. Ooh, deal breaker. Deal breaker. Now you got to go back in your mind. To when you're dating. Oh, God. And these are the deal breakers. Okay, let's Number see. one, you arrive at the uh, restaurant, or you've been dating for a while, and her fashion sucks. Is it a deal breaker, or are you putting up with it? It's a deal breaker. <laughs> okay, wow. I think yeah. I could deal with that for a little bit. Nope. But if their fashion really sucks, it would... It would bug me to go out with her. If your fashion sucks, there's going to be other things that suck too. Right. Okay. So that's you know, like if your fashion you. sucks because you just don't know how to dress, it means you probably don't know how to put on your makeup. It means you probably don't know how to dance. It means you probably don't know how to fuck. Okay. So it's indicative of other things. Yeah. Obviously. Everything's falling apart. Okay. Number one and uh, number two, 
You can't problem solve. If you know how to make a shirt and <laughs> pants match, there's just there's problems there. You can't do it. Her best friend is of the opposite sex. Deal breaker, or you could live with it. Depends. Do they like dick? I otherwise there's a problem. It out there. Is it a deal breaker, or are you? Well, I would have to explain to her that if he's not gay, uh-huh. he's gonna try oh, to. So fuck it is her. a deal breaker. Okay, it could absolutely be a deal breaker. Hundred percent. Or I have to eliminate the friend. <laughs> Got it. She's still friends with her exes. Deal breaker. Right off the bat. Yeah. She's Lane, fuck had, Lane had a little bit of that when we first got together. No, nah, no bueno. And I really, I was too young to really like put her in her place, you know, because she was ten years, uh, nine years older than me, and it's like. Well, I'm also going to express this before we go forward because people are going to hear this and be like, oh, man, he thinks he knows everything. No, I don't. The reason (laughs) I know these things are deal breakers is because I had a relationship before my wife where I let these things go. Ah. And in hindsight, I'm like, that was stupid. That's it. Yeah. All right. You're on a date and she's constantly looking at her phone. Too much social media. Is that a deal breaker? I would probably say yes, but I didn't really have to deal with that. Right. So I don't know. So if I know you're like, single now and you went out to a restaurant and the whole thing, she's like just on the phone the whole time. I mean, I can tell you now, like if I'm having a conversation with someone yeah. and they're on their phone the whole time, it really frustrates me. It's a turn off. So I can only imagine if I was dating. Because really. you're big on social media, but like you know when to put the phone I'm down. I'm not, dude. I'm, like, no, if you, really you know when to put the phone down. Yeah, my a point. lot, a lot. If you look at my social media, it sucks. I'm just not posting a lot lately. Yeah. I go through phases. I get it. Because you know what it is? It's like... Some people love just put being on social media yeah. and they love the likes. But can they, they, they can they maintain a relationship if I mean, they're I'm, that way? I'm sure they do. I just for me personally, mm-hmm. I just don't care enough. Yeah. You know, and every time I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna make a good video and I'm gonna post. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I got an idea. And then I'll go online and I'll see someone post like a motivational video. Right. And in my head I'm like, I don't wanna fucking hear this person. Why would someone wanna hear from me? And I don't. Yeah, and then I also think like you know what I post enough where people know I exist. They know who I am. Right. If you want to follow me, follow me. You know, there might be some tidbits every now and then. But if you really want to hear from me, you should follow me just to know about the podcast, and you can hear everything you need to hear. Right. Do you there. think there are some of the kids though that have to like learn to to navigate that whole thing now? I don't know. For me, I just think it's stupid. Yeah, it feels I narcissistic. It is, and it's just too much value gets put on it, I feel. And that's, that's you case. know, like, listen, like, I, I get excited when I get certain things, but, like, if I make a post and it only gets, like, five likes, like, I'm not like, oh, my God. What Let me fuck? look at yeah. my analytics. Right. What's happening? Here? I was like, All right. <laughs> fucking people didn't like it. Right. Oh, well. I get it. I get the, it. The older I get, the less I care about that shit. Oh, without a doubt. Just give me peace. Next. Yeah, man, ain't that the fucking yeah. truth? Just give me peace. No problems. Yeah. Just make sure my Bluetooth works. Yeah, and all my successes are, you know, private. That's I know how I'm doing. And your wife knows more important. She knows. Yeah. I mean, well, someone told me today they're like, you don't post your kids a lot on social media, and I'm like, no. And the fact that you noticed that is means I'm doing my job. Right. Absolutely. But I I think that's an important part of marriage. If the wife knows that she's married to somebody that is really, a, you know a good earner and, and a good human being. It, it, it's great. I hate to think of marriages where it's not that way though, where the lot. wife really doesn't respect the husband. Oh, there's a lot like that. Fucking a. Absolutely. 
I got a, <laughs> off the top of my head, I can name a bunch. I can name one right now. <laughs> um, she's into something way too much, like fitness or work. Is that a deal breaker? I, I think if it's healthy, it's not a deal right. breaker. I think it's actually, uh, it might be something I, I'm attracted to, like it's okay. passion. So okay. you're passionate about something, I get it. Because now when I have my passions and it's like, oh, that's too much. It's like, no, no, no. It's no different than your thing. Your thing. Work is a tricky one because now it's like, all right, that might be cool while you're dating, but now you're married. You got to do it. And you want to have a family up some time kids. correctly. It's like, can you yeah. do that? Now, if you want to have like a marriage where it's like, you know, we're both going to fucking work like crazy and we don't really want to have kids. And it's like, right. all right, then go for it. But it, it, like the work's a tricky one because it can really impact what you're trying to do further down the road. Right. And the reality is, and you don't think about this when you're young. But when you're dating, you kind of have to think long term. Oh, without a doubt. You know, you can't just be like, I really like this person, she's kind of hot. Like, you know, it's like, okay, but you got to start evaluating early on, like, how long do I want to be in this? You don't want to have fun for a year and then realize, like, oh, God, I don't, I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah. You're a year in. Yep. Like, there's a lot invested at that point. Yeah. So, but there's things that you overlook and, yeah, you know, that's why I say it all the time. Like, I hope my son, I know my son is going to have a horrible relationship. <laughs> I know he's going to learn from it. The goal is you hope they learn from it. Mm -hmm. You hope they have that terrible girlfriend and they're able to get out of the relationship and they're like, you know what? These are now my boundaries. Yeah. Because at first, and this happens a lot with guys I've noticed is, uh, especially if you were raised by like a single mother, right? Mm. Uh, you know, in my case, you get raised to be a gentleman, be right. a perfect gentleman. You know, you got a single mom. She wants to raise you to be the perfect man in her eyes. But the reality is, and you learn this, that when you are a perfect gentleman, women don't respect you. Yeah. They oh, treat you like that's shit. That's a lesson you have to learn. Yeah. And these girls are out there like, you know, I just want a decent guy. Honey, you had decent guys when you were in high school in your early 20s. Right. And you fucked them up. Because you ignored them. They were too nice. They were so clingy. Like, mm. And now you're 35, 40, and you're like, where are all the good guys at? They're gone because a smart girl wiped them up. Yeah. But you learn very quickly like, oh, they don't want that at wow. all. And, you know, you know, girls ask, why are guys so many assholes? And the answer is very simple. Because you fuck them. Wow. I was, I'm getting a lot of feed in my... Uh I don't think it's Instagram, YouTube, of these videos of women complaining about the fact that they divorced their husbands. By the way, 80% of all divorces are instigated, initiated by, by, the initiated by the woman. Mm -hmm. But they're really bummed out because he ended up finding somebody else and she's... Faster. Yeah. Yep. That's... Dang. Because they think they're going Bad back lesson. into the... They, they think they're going back to the market with the same value they had when That's they left exactly it. That's exactly it, man. Nope. Unfortunately, market value goes down. For men, however, the market value goes up. Love and it. these younger women love a married guy that has kids. He's a great dad. <laughs> He's <laughs> such a good dad. Girl has three or more animals. Deal breaker? Like pets? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it fucking is. Is two too many? One is too many. One is too many? Yeah. Shit, man. I love animals. Depends on that one animal. Okay. Next. She has bad vocabulary. Donna can't do it. That's I can't stand that either. I can't do it because I'm not going to be. I'm going to be embarrassed every time you open your mouth. That's exactly it. it you it's know. not so much you. You can almost kind of deal with it. 
you know? Yeah, like one of my favorite things about my wife is that she can be goofy, she can be silly, but I know if she's having a conversation with someone, she can hold her own. Absolutely. You know, I can leave my wife alone with you and you'll have a conversation with her and you're not going to be like, wow, Steph's a moron. You're going to be like, wow, she's smart. I'm glad you said that. And I'll be like, of course she's smart. She married me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm glad you said it because it's like whenever I think about if I'm with somebody and I, and they miss say, I don't know, even like they say acts or whatever the fuck I'm like, I just, like a little part of me dies inside. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's not that hard to say ask, you know? Oh yeah. You, you got to just, some words are still tricky, like tests. Yeah. Or statistics. You know? Yeah. Or you got to like just that. be, you know, careful with it. I hate when I get lost for words and that's like what I have such a hard <laughs> Dude, time as you're getting older, man. with this podcast too, especially we're so late. That's why sometimes like I look at you and I'm like, I know, you know what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you throw it out there. I catch you. I'm like, thank you. I'm your uh, safety net. Uh, the word of the day is lugubrious. 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 <laughs> that was the one where you uh, busted on me. On uh, Well, I send you that guy because he does a word of the day every day. And I'm like, Roy's going to love this guy. That guy is such a douche, though. I love him. I think he's fantastic. His voice. I just want to fucking. Oh. I, I, when you were so upset, I was like, I thought I'm you'd like upset. him. I'm not upset. You're like, funny. I hate him. I was like, oh, damn. I thought you'd enjoy honest him. with you. I did. I stopped sending you those real. Right. I still love them. Like, Double tap. You're amazing. Right. Uh, they have bad texting habits. Like they don't get back to you or they ghost you or they're just, is it a deal breaker? Uh, Let's say she's really hot. I got to really think about this because some of this shit's rough. I would, yeah. You're going to, you're going to eat it for a little while. I don't know if it's, yeah, maybe for a little. Just for a second hit. Well, here's the thing too, right? Like, let's say you get a girl who's like, yeah, I'm just not a big texter. But every time I'm with you, you're texting. It's like, you're a liar (laughs) and quite possibly a whore. But I just want to bang you for the next month and then like, you know, pull out of this whole thing. (laughs) thing All right. She's got a weird walk, pigeon toed or like, no, no big deal. Or it is a deal breaker. Deal breaker. Holy shit. Deal breaker. I used to know the cutest girl. Cutest fucking girl. She's a lawyer now. But uh, she used to have a duck walk. Deal and breaker. Like, and I'll tell you why it's a deal breaker. Like, it's a deal breaker because I don't want when you leave right. to deal with my sister and like my family making fun of her. Like that's just too much. Like, like I'm pretty thick skin. No, I'm done. <laughs> can't do it. Nope. Wow. I can't even my sister be like, so no matter, where's, uh, like where's Daffy Duck? Right. Exactly. Like, I used to call this girl Christ. Mickey Duck because her voice oh. was really high, but she had like a duck walk, but she was so cute. It's fantastic. I know. Yeah, I know. My sister is a savage, <laughs> savage animal. You need her and you need those kind of people. Oh, All right. Yeah. She's a vegan. <laughs> yeah. You're nay. nay. <laughs> wow. I would have thought you'd be okay with Dude, that. Dude, we're going over this, and I'm like, how the fuck am I married? Like, I'm just like, I'm <laughs> I not, know. everything's a deal breaker. Don't like it. All right, she's got a weird laugh or voice. Ooh, deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah, because I got to hear it. Yep. It's like that Seinfeld episode where the girl has that like Elmer Fudd kind of uh, laugh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch comedies. And if their voice is weird, that's a real problem. Exactly. Because now like my the rest of my life, I got to talk to you and deal with that voice. Could you deal with a low-voiced woman, though? Like almost like, like a Like deep... she talks like this. No. <laughs> no, I wish people could see my face. Like I got scared. Like I just became a 12-year-old boy and I wanted my mom to pick me up. Like I'm like, I don't like, I don't want to be at Tommy's house anymore. 
It's like, can someone pick me up from Timmy's house? Now, this next one, I'm really curious. By the way, we're up to number of, of or number 11. They've all been deal breakers. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing. <laughs> but I think you're okay with this. She has over five tats. Oh, yeah. That's not, no. That's okay. To, well, to me, like one is a deal breaker. But what? No, fuck that. I, I hope you got 20 of them. <laughs> okay, so you're okay with the t- yeah, t- you tattoos. you dirty little heathen. <laughs> Bro, if I told you who my celebrity crush is right now, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with Kat you? Kat Von D. No, her name is Rhea Ripley. She's a <laughs> WWE superstar. I've seen her, yeah. Oh. I, I don't know what the uh, like tattoo would, count is. <laughs> uh, a lot. I feel like she'd beat my ass and it kind of turns <laughs> me on. And she's Australian, so I'm like, oh, you're a wild one. She fights crocodiles and Australians shit. Are, that's a great accent, too. I dig that accent. Yeah. Uh, she believes in weird things. Politics, conspiracies. Well, well, hold on. Conspiracies, I'm all for it. I can live right. with that shit all day. Right. I, can, I can ignore Baby, some. Baby, what'd you hear about that? The yeah. earth is flat? Okay. Oh, that one. I, <laughs> that might be a deal breaker. What about her politics? That's a deal breaker, too. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't deal with somebody that's like uber, uber liberal lefty. No. Like, I'm there and I'm like, oh, God, we're fucked. And like, we should send more money to Ukraine. <laughs> like, you can get the fuck out of here. Abortion should it's be like, all uh, nine months. I don't know how you can say that Leah Thomas isn't a woman. Right? Well, I can tell you how he's not. He's got a dick. He's That's it. how. And he's pulling his bathing suit off, showing the schlong oh, off. Dude, what a fucking... Th- yeah, Those a girls talking about what they had to deal with, it's like, yeah. how is that okay? Yeah, it's- how the fuck is that okay? It's some college administrator, University of Pennsylvania. That is... Shut That is yeah. borderline sexual assault. Of course it is. Course First of all, it's assault against their will. Down, if that shit went down in any other time frame, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, this guy would have been fucking... He's getting dragged by campus exactly. by his dick. Exactly. So, I mean... But it, now it's, it's like, he's a woman too. Fucking morons. No, he's not. All right. Sorry. She's got bad hygiene. Like bad Done. Breath. See you later. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> wow. Nope. No. Goodbye. Okay. She's a bad tipper. Or she treats Goodbye. people. <laughs> Goodbye. Boy, you really are. Uh... Goodbye. Because I was talking to Jace. I go, Jay, what do you think of all these things? And he's like, I could deal with that. I Goodbye. That. But I think it's like if. Because he girls... hasn't really dealt with it. Right. Or if the girls are cute, you can kind of like. But see, I'm not thinking about dating for like, you know. You're thinking in terms of like long term. I'm thinking long term. Yeah. I'm thinking as a man who's been married for almost 10 <laughs> right. years. And I'm like, I'm telling you, that is not going to fly. <laughs> All right, she doesn't like dogs. I can live with that. God, I know, something's weird about a woman that doesn't like dogs. <laughs> I, she, I just If she likes me, she likes dogs. <laughs> oh. Uh, she's got bad eating habits. She talks while she's eating, chews with her mouth open, that kind of thing. Nope. No. <laughs> it's gross. This is like, you know, this is like clay pigeon shooting. Yeah. You're like just... I hope people realize, like, my wife better realize how lucky she is. Because apparently, I'm not dating shit. If she's like, oh my God, this, these breadsticks are right, so exactly. good. I'd be like, ew. <laughs> you're like, check. You're holding the rifle. Pull. Yeah, I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Right. Okay. She smokes. Mm, cigarettes? Cigarettes. How much? Oh, we'll get we'll get to the other one too. But how much cigarettes? Let's like see. she's like a smoker, smoker. Like there's a pack in her purse. No, you and just she... had sex. She's smoking a cig. That to me is a turnoff. I mean, I could overlook that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. But now if she's like smoking all the time. Yeah, that's disgusting. Or like she smells like, you know, Victoria's yeah, Secret love spell and Marlboro lights. <laughs> nah, it's a deal breaker. <laughs> I can't do it. All right. So she's into weed. Can you deal with that? Again, how much? I can deal with that more than I can deal with cigarettes. It's degrees. It's degrees. Yeah. Okay. How much? All right. Because if she's doing it a lot, I can tell you right now, it's probably impacting other things. No doubt. You know, like her job probably sucks. And it's just like, what do you do? Well, I mean, they can't really say that because I know people who are very successful that smoke every fucking day. I don't know. All right. You know what? That's I'm the first say, one where this. you kind of like backed I'm off. I'm not overlook it. I'm not <laughs> overlook it. I gotta, I, for that one, I got to evaluate everything else. Okay. All right. If that makes sense. She's got bad taste in music or movies. I can look past that. Okay. Because I'm married to one of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. And here's the terrible. last one. Number My wife has terrible taste <laughs> in music. It's just Backstreet Boys. Backstreet it's Boys. so bad. I want it that oh. way. And movies, she only watches <laughs> movies she's already seen. Oh, so when I'm wow. like, let's watch this, she's like, I'm not interested. I'm like, this is, and then I watch it and I'm like, this movie's really good. And yeah. she's like, did you watch it already? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, you ain't late for me. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Because you want to watch Love is Blind. I want to watch <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Actually, or, oh, uh, God. Wow. Is she like Dirty Dancing, that kind of thing? Of course, but Dirty Dancing's <laughs> a phenomenal movie. Who right. are you kidding? Nobody put me in a corner. Last one. She sucks in bed. And I don't mean sucks. Like, no, she's like, it's a bad she's, time. Yeah, yeah she's no. just not. I, I think that's the biggest deal breaker. And it's so all. funny because Jason said I could deal with that because it's like, as long as I get mine kind of thing. Mm. I was At first. Yeah. And then you get bored. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant where you didn't like the food because you know what happens when and you, you leave keep eating go to mcdonald's baby plus i will say this uh you can't always say that what's good for you is good for somebody else because sometimes yeah. you have this thing called chemistry and okay. sometimes when you genuinely care about someone it's just there's nothing better it's fantastic without a doubt i mean but there are also some people that like a little bit more vocal Savages. let's say yeah they like you know, yapping it up in bed, and there are people oh, yeah. that just like it real quiet and yeah, stick a finger in my butt. You know, talk to me like shit. You know, <laughs> call me Mister Finkelstein. Whatever the fuck it takes. <laughs> you know, all that. Stuff. Everyone wants to uh, sleep with an everyone's, accountant named Lou Finkelstein. Everyone's got, got their thing. Got it. All right, man. Big question: What are the three best things about the U.S., baby? And it doesn't have to be anything we talked about. Just things you really dig about the U.S thing that I love about the U.S. is you could literally become anything you want to be. That's a cool thing. You can literally, you can grow up in, in an inner city, poor with right. nothing. Dad in jail, you know, mom can be a dry, drug addict, and somehow you can grow up to become president of the United States. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, another thing I love about the United States is that no matter how bad it gets, you know, it could always change and become fucking great again. Absolutely. You know, the U.S. is like, it's they're like a pro sports team. It's like, yeah, we're going to have a rebuilding year, but guess what? We'll rise again. Exactly. You know. Like the New England and, Patriots. And I think the number <laughs> one thing that I love about the United States is how much we piss people off. Absolutely. Because if you're not pissing people off, you're not doing something right. You know what's cool? You ever hear the song, uh, um, God Bless the USA? I'm proud to be an American, where mm -hmm. at least I know I'm free. It's like, I remember singing that one time, and people, I, I felt kind of douchey singing it, but god damn, people were really into it. Oh, yeah. 
like I th- like I was beginning to get like flop sweat when I first started singing it, thinking that maybe the people are not into it because this was Livingston, you know, and they're kind of a liberal uh, place. But like, man, people really got into it. Uh, you can see it and feel it when the national anthem yeah. gets sang the right way. Oh man! And you can just like something about those words, and you're like, fuck yeah. That's ours. Or the land uh, of the, the last free. Super Bowl. Who uh, who sang it at the last at the last Super Bowl? Uh, I know I the country. I know, it was a, I know it was a woman. Oh yeah, you're right, Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Amazing. Oh my Amazing. He sang it in a way where those words, yeah, hit you, and you feel it, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, the, yeah, let's fucking go." I mean, Whitney Houston killed it because she's just amazing. But Stapleton really put a real nice touch on it. Whitney and Stapleton, top two of all time. Easy, easy. And Whitney did it because she just sang it so beautifully. Yeah. She sang I mean, the song so a, beautifully. She's a powerhouse. But Chris Stapleton sang it in a way where From his heart. it had meaning. Yeah. Where Whitney gave it beauty, Stapleton gave it meaning. Yeah. And it reminded you, like, that's right. Yeah. There's also a second, you know the song Chicken Fried? I like my it, cold the, beer on a Friday right. night. At the end of it goes, I thank God for my life, for the stars and stripes, may freedom forever fly mm-hmm. and let it ring. Salute the ones who died. I mean, I, I'm getting the fucking chills just saying yeah, that. And line. it goes, so I at least enjoy my chicken. chicken fry. Fry. You don't realize like it's because of so many people exactly. that died that we get to do enjoy this dumb shit. Yeah. I love that part of that song too. I'm so glad you brought that up. That is my favorite part of that song because it hits you. It just fucking slams you right in the chest and it's amazing. And you realize not everyone gets this. Some people don't get to just have a cold beer on a Friday night. Yeah. It never happens. That's like when I think of America, that's kind of what I think of. Like we we yell, we bicker, we fucking yell at it, you know, like Democrats, Republicans, whatever the fuck, liberals, conservatives. But damn, if some shit went down in this country- We'd all fucking look to kick some ass. Or you can put that shit away for a night and tell your neighbor, like, hey, man, come on over. We're making fucking yeah. burgers. Bring the kids. We're going to exactly. jump in the pool. And, and just be like, so did you see? It's like, it's like, Harold, we ain't talking about that tonight. Yeah. Tonight we're talking about- I don't want to hear about Trump. Yeah. I don't want to hear about Biden. I don't want to hear about yeah. any of that shit. Tonight just, we're talking about how everyone lost their virginity. And I don't want to hear about your fucking wife telling me, why are they having vegan burgers? Why aren't they? Yeah. Shut up. Do you have like the impossible burgers? <laughs> no. They were impossible to find. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, Harold, why do you bring your fucking wife here? You know she's a pain in the dick. How the fuck are you still married to her? Listen, you know, I believe in the sanctity of marriage. I believe in killing a bitch. She's fucking awful. She's terrible. Keep going, babe. Keep going with this. I think those burgers, they're not. Stop changing the subject. Why does your wife fucking suck? Jesus Christ. I hate her. And he's like, wow, I didn't expect this kind of vehemence about this whole thing. You know what, though? Those those conversations live in my head because I never get to have those conversations. Because right. my friends that are married I actually fucking love their wives. I think their wives are fucking dope. Very true. Dude, you know? America, baby. America. We all love it. We yeah. all love it. Come on over. Come on over from England. Okay. Come on over. Pay some fucking taxes. Get in here the right way and contribute to making us greater. Baby. And let's make America great again. Absolutely. MAGA. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. Better.